0: Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 135: Fast and Furious, Spy Racers, Rio. I'm Joey Lewandowski.
1: I'm Joe Two. And this episode brought to you by the CIA Spy Kids website. The CIA is a U.S. government agency that provides information, what they call intelligence, on foreign countries to the president, the National Security Council, and other U.S. government officials to help them make good decisions about national security issues. Shout out to the CIA.
0: Well, shout out to the CIA and welcome to our second of three in a row Spy Racers episodes. We are going deep into the series. This is the first of two back-to-back about season two, about Rio. Yeah. You and me today, Joe, and then next episode, next Tuesday. Nico and Kevo coming in to talk about Spy Racers Rio. We just, on this past Tuesday, talked to about season one. So we have uh, lots of Spy Racers content coming at you in a row.
1: Lots of Spy Racers content. So much. It was a Spy Racers extravaganza for a while in my house.
0: But first up, Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last talked about Spy Racers?
1: We came back from Delaware, hanging out with Rachel's parents for the weekend, it was awesome. I love it. It's always fun to visit them. And um, we just like hung out and drank and we played Code Names again. I think we mentioned that last time that we were down there, we were playing Code Names, and that's a fun game. But I have a fun story to tell you. Okay. So Rachel is in the car with me today. We went and got our flu shots today. Uh, shout out to Kara for being a huge proponent of flu shots as well. So we went and got our flu shots today and she's like, hey, I had this dream last night. Too Fast Too Forever sponsored a Joe Biden town hall <laughs> meeting. I was like, that's pretty on brand and she goes, Yeah. At it there's all of these really expensive cars, like as part of the town hall meeting. And you got really drunk and wrecked like four very expensive cars. Also on brand. Because you weren't also on brand. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's like, he shouldn't have been anywhere near car driving. And her reaction was, he can deal with that himself and just walked away. <laughs> I think that's the right move. <laughs> and I was move. like, yeah,
0: also on that's brand. That's a
1: thousand percent exactly what would have happened. So Rachel, we are we have now infiltrated Rachel's dreams.
0: I was thinking, actually, crossover. I was thinking when you were talking about wrecking cars, I was thinking about Leo in Wolf of Wall Street on the Ludes, and then talking about going into dreams, talking about, thinking about Leo and Inception. So this is just like a Leonardo DiCaprio podcast now, I guess. Or... Rachel's dream is just like different Leonardo DiCaprio movies within the context of Too Fast, Too Furry.
1: Possibly. I'm a huge Leo fan. Are you a big Leo fan? I
0: love Leo. I mean, there's, so I will say, this is, I guess, the first time we will We've never
1: really it. talked about him.
0: This is the first time I'm announcing it publicly. I don't think it's going to happen. If Mike and I do another actor podcast, I think I told you about this. I want to do Twice Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is Leo and Brad, and do all of their movies Ooh. in chronological order. Oh. Have, have I sent you this art or no?
1: No, you haven't. Can Hold I see on. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me find it. Oh, man. Dude, those are two of my favorite actors. Wow. I feel like this sounds vaguely familiar because you always kind of like, we always kind of like chat about stuff like this, but at the same time it doesn't. So So there's the art. Oh, that's so cool. So
0: I want to do this, but it's the kind of thing where it's like, this is so much time each week that I don't know if I, even if we did like once a week or once every two weeks or whatever, I would love to do it because we would do it chronologically. Like I think, I want to say that Leo was in a couple things like first like one or two things and then he like stopped acting for a while we would obviously intersect in once upon a time in hollywood and they did some other like quick thing i don't think it was like an acting thing i think it was just like a thing they were in together i love him in certain things just overall i don't know that i care about we're doing Spoiler, we're doing a Leo movie this lap. We're doing Shutter Island later this lap. So we're gonna talk about him.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, I I, cool. I like him in things. I don't necessarily love him all the time. Like it's not like like I'll probably see every movie he's in, but it's not like he's in the movie I'm like oh I gotta go see it like that's more of a thing that I feel about Brad Pitt
1: I think I might agree with you and I love both of them and they do kind of fit hand in hand in a weird mix and and that's just awesome I love this whole idea and everything about it I love Le- like there's not many Leo movies that I don't like and there's not many Brad Pitt movies that I don't like and I like both of them as actors but I think you're right maybe like if a new Brad Pitt movie comes out I might lean a little bit more towards seeing that even though like now all the Leo ones are kind of like Scorsese or Tarantino ones so uh-huh. the movies might be better, quote-unquote. Today,
0: speaking of Leo, uh, the episode of Hanks for the Memories that's out, we announced the nominees for the Woodies, the Tom Hanks Awards, And Leo is nominated for Catch Me If You Can. So if people want to vote, such a
1: great movie. You
0: go to cageclub.me/slash bracket and you can vote there. I love that movie, but I like Hanks is like good in that movie, but like Leo just steals. It's all Leo. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. That's one of my favorite movies. That's a great movie.
0: Other than Rachel's Dream, what have you been up to?
1: I think that's that's about sums it up. Nothing crazy. (laughs) The only thing
0: that you've done (laughs) since Sunday is drive back and listen to Rachel tell a dream. Like I I know that's not the case, but you know it's just funny that like
1: we watched some football.
0: We're not talking about sports anymore.
1: I wasn't bringing it up, man. That's why I was. Was saving you from it, boy, boy, oh boy!
0: Don't even want to talk about it. Um, so I it's have, okay, I have big news that I told you about already. I cool. beat Spelunky two. So, okay, congrats. Dan and whoever else doesn't want spoilers for Spelunky 2, skip ahead a little bit. When you beat the final boss, there's one of two paths you can take. Either number one, you can just walk out a door and end the game and get one ending, or you can shoot him with the specific item that you have to basically carry to the end, and then you go to this place called the Cosmic Ocean. And there are 99 levels, and you get as far as you can, and just like this is this thing. So last night, as we're recording this, this guy is the first one in the world. This game has been out for four weeks now. This guy was the first person in the world to beat... The 99 levels and so he just became Ooh. one with the cosmos okay. so i went that route I, I went like i watched people play this online like i saw the guy who beat level 99 get to 75 like i watched a lot of that run, so like i kind of knew what to expect and it is wildly disorienting because like it's a brand new thing this is going to get a little in the weeds for the game but part okay. of the way to get to the final boss the real final boss is that you have to die but you have an item called the Ankh that brings you back to life so you go to a place that that you have to die; you can't get out of any other way. But it unlocks a secret exit. But you get revived by getting the item earlier in the game, whatever. But there's a lot of people that do things like that are that the community is dubbed "onk skipping" because it's where you don't have to use the onk; you can get past that in one way or another. Okay. People are trying to figure these out, and sometimes they're leaving them in the game. Sometimes they're patching them out because it's not actually what's supposed to be done.
1: The creators are patching. Yes, them out, correct.
0: Yeah, because there's like okay. certain things. Like I, I even noticed. One time that what so one thing that was patched I found even without like watching things like I couldn't take advantage of it because I wasn't good enough at the game yet but I found a way that like was kind of an exploit you were supposed to die but if you like Mm -hmm. hid in a certain place you wouldn't die and you could escape with a certain item whatever every day there's something called the daily challenge and the daily challenge means that anybody can play like so I was telling you this game is randomly generated every day or every every time you run just like a brand new procedurally generated but. Every day, there's something called the Daily Challenge. And what the Daily Challenge is, is it's the same thing. So, like, you play, I play, Rachel plays, Wes plays, whoever plays, it's always the same exact run no matter what. So, like, it's basically who can get furthest, who can get the most money, whatever. It's fun with the, between friends, the community, and so on and so forth. Okay. I saw on Twitch there was a way that you could do an onk skip in the Daily Challenge. So I did that, and I onk skipped, and I got to the final boss, and that's how I won. There's a tiny little asterisk... I knew a way that I could skip and basically have an extra life. But okay. I still had to actually beat the game and do everything and not die, I and mean, he can't restart the daily challenge. So like if I died early on, I would have been done. So like it really is a legitimate win. I still want to beat it again because there's another way, like I mean want to get the other ending and stuff like that. But finally, yeah, finally, finally, cool. after twenty-seven days, I think, with the game, I finally beat uh 2. So I'm very excited about that.
1: Yeah, you sent me a message like real late one night, like, it's three AM and I finally beat it.
0: <laughs> no, that's, no, like, no. Or, I got to the final boss or, at three AM. Yeah, that was That's uh, right, that's right. Yeah, that was a long night. Because that was this past week weekend and on Friday night I was playing I'm like I feel like I'm gonna beat the game this weekend like I'm good enough at the game now that I think I can yeah. beat the game, and I didn't. But then it wound up being Monday night, so I missed it by a day. But uh, yeah, I played till three a.m. on Saturday night because I was like, I was like in the zone kind of, but it didn't. Yeah, yeah, work. yeah, yeah. it didn't work. But uh,
1: I'm excited. I'm glad you beat it. I'm glad you're still having fun with it, and I'm st- like, there's still replayability for you. Oh, there's
0: so cool. much, and there's still so much more that I have to do. So like, you know, to say this is the best twenty dollars I've ever spent on a video game is still underselling. It's just, it's insane. It's
1: insane. That's awesome. Cool.
0: I started watching now that I beat Spelunky. I can sort of dial back and not play Spelunky 24-7. So I started watching some horror movies. I watched three new horror slash thriller movies but nothing really great to report back on. I don't know if you've seen around because they all two of the three at least I think made kind of bigger ish waves. What I watched that movie Spree. Have you seen Spree or have you seen like posters for Spree?
1: I don't know what I mean. Maybe what is it?
0: So it stars the yeah, the guy who's the older brother in Stranger Things, Steve.
1: Well, he's not. I don't think he's anybody's brother. Nancy's was, boyfriend. Yeah, he's yes. like he's the
0: older brother figure. He's
1: he was working at the ice cream parlor. Yes. Yep. Uh, Yes, the best part. Yes, with Uma's daughter.
0: He plays an Uber driver who really wants to go viral just by... He's been creating content for 10 years. The first 10 minutes are great. And the last, like, two minutes are great. And then the entire middle is just like, I don't know what, like, are you just saying that, like, look at all these sad people who want to be content creators? Like, isn't it pathetic? It's like, it feels like it's like a weird kind of message. I don't know.
1: Wasn't there another movie that we watched that it was, like, all about creating, or wasn't it an episode of Atlanta where the dude's like, oh, yeah, man, like, I I do all this dope shit. And then, like, he, like, followed him around and he doesn't do anything.
0: Probably. I mean, that makes sense for
1: for Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Then I watched a movie called The Wolf of Snow Hollow, which this guy, Jim Cummings, he came. of the movie a couple years ago called Thunder Road. Have you, did you hear of Thunder Road?
1: No, it sounds like a song to me more than anything else. It is a ahead. Bruce
0: Springsteen song. Okay, it's a movie where a guy is grieving the loss of his mother. It was a short film, and like it starts with him like dancing and singing along to Thunder Road at her funeral, like like she wanted supposedly, ah. and it's just about him coming okay. to terms with like this guy in both movies just shows every emotion. Like he just is like I don't want to say overacting because like it kind of it makes sense for the story, but it's like he is showing he's like literally
1: he goes through the whole range.
0: Yes. Like, he is super angry. Like, and in, in this new one, like, he's, you know, an alcoholic and he's coming to terms with, like, it's funny. It's a horror movie. It's comedy. It's whatever. It's like, it's just, it's a lot of everything, right? The reason I bring it up is because I watched this movie, The Wolf of Snow Hollow, which was made by the guy who made Thunder Road, which I loved, which the Mikester also loved. This was good. I did not, you know, I did not love it the way that I love Thunder Road, but I really enjoyed it, which was good, which was important. Like, it's about uh, what people think might be a werewolf terrorizing this Utah town. Oh,
1: I saw it. Okay, I, I just saw this. And I was thinking about watching it. It's
0: good. I would say, like, it's not the the greatest movie that I've ever seen, but it's a lot of fun. It's my favorite of the three. And then the third one was this movie called The Devil All the Time, which was a Netflix movie. Did you hear about this one or no? This, I think, was the biggest of the three. So this is Tom Holland. It has our boy Robert Pattinson. It has yes, 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 Riley yes. Keough. It has um, Sebastian Stan. And it's just kind of a mess. Like, it's uh. it's two hours and 20 minutes. I don't know what it's about. It's set in the 50s and the 60s, and it's just like bad people doing bad things in the South. But it ends with a moment that I had to Google. I was like, is that what I think it is? And it was. And I was like, that is the dumbest thing. <laughs> I was really looking forward to it, and I just didn't didn't enjoy it, and it was kind of a bummer. Like, you know, Spree not being good doesn't matter, because I don't really care, but this one I was really looking forward to, and uh, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, it's a weird year, man, so...
0: I'm just glad there's new movies.
1: Exactly. 100%. By the
0: way, I tweeted at David Ehrlich, who makes... Did I tell you about this? I don't know if I told you... Even, I don't even like on the pod.
1: No, I saw you do it. You said, like, are you going to make an end-of-the-year movie thing?
0: And he said, maybe I'll try. And then people were like, maybe? Like, he responded almost immediately, which is super cool. Like, he's responded to me before. He responded and just like, I'll, you know, I'll try. It might be a little bit later. And people were like, you no, you have to do this. And so it was just cool to see, like, everybody loves... Not everybody, but like a lot of people love these things. And I really but love it. And about.
1: That's cool, though. But I mean... It, Come on, guys. It's kind of a big ask for him this year because it's like, how many movies does he have to choose from this year? Not a ton.
0: Well, I don't think I don't I don't know that he was not going to do it because of a lack of movies. It just felt like life is crazy. The world's on fire. Maybe I don't do it or whatever. But like by the end of the year, I will still have seen, I think, like 150 new releases.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Like I'm at like 95 right now. That's insane.
1: So okay. like yeah, there's, there's a ton.
0: a ton of movies. It's just, you know, the big ones, but like, you know, and next year
1: is probably going to be worse.
0: Yeah. Because like, this is we're we're getting all these movies that like were are already done, but there's not new movies really being made. Right. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We have a Patreon page here on the show, toofast 2 forevercom Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerby's West Hampton, Christian Larson, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, and Jessica Collins, aka Montez. Montez. Thank you all so very much. Montez you. won't hear this for weeks if Years. not longer. But uh Montez, I mailed your stickers today. So at the five dollar level or above people get stickers, so I mailed that out with a handwritten note to her. So check your That's mailbox cool. in the past. Maybe it's a magic mailbox. Maybe it's like the Lake House. Maybe there's Ooh. Sandra Bullock and there's Keanu Reeves <laughs> sending letters
1: back and forth and we're going back and forth through time. I wanna send magical love notes to Montez through time and space. I'm trying man. In a mailbox. I'm trying.
0: Also Yesterday, as this comes out, I posted a, a link with the link to the Fast and Furious quiz, the Fast and Furious Minute, and the Lap 8, 9, and 10 themes. So if you have not given the picks nice. yet, if you're thinking about upgrading, if you're anything like that, all the information is there in one handy place at fast 2 forevercom And Joe, we have an email address, family at cageclub.me, and I got to say... The floodgates kind of open. We have a bunch of emails this week. Okay, cool. Actually, before we get to the email, I want to say a couple things. Number one, the Comic-Con panel has moved. As you may have noticed.
1: They keep shifting it. It
0: was not this week. It's better. Nico was more excited for this. I'm like, is this, are you happy with these? Because he kept changing. We're like, yeah, it's fine. Like whenever you need us, we're there, whatever. But yep, move from yep. Wednesday to Thursday, and then move from Thursday to Wednesday, October 28th. But instead of giving Nico three nights in a row, they're giving him three Wednesdays in a row, kind of like a regularly scheduled TV show. And he's very excited about that. Like, it's primetime content weekly they can direct people to, which is, I think, very, very cool. So we were going awesome to the third him. one, I think. So Wednesday the 28th is when we're going. Right before Halloween. Yes, Halloween week. We were talking about The Fast and the Furious. So more information about that. Are you dressing up?
1: No, I'm not the, Are you dressing up for the panel? Oh, no. Why not?
0: I guess I could wear just like a Volcom. What, what does Brian wear? Like a Volcom shirt?
1: I think I'll dress up as Han because I always look so much like him and I'm so cool. Oh, boy.
0: Okay, sure, sure. <laughs> I also want to say before we get to the mailbox, uh, if people have watched Spy Racers Rio, like I don't know if people have watched it yet. You know, everybody's home. Everybody's looking for it. I know that Wes started it. Uh, but if you have watched it already, or you plan to watch it, or whatever, email us family at cageclub.me and let us know what you think. Yes. He emailed in about this. He's been talking to us on on social media. Our listener Jason, uh, his sister passed away recently. He's been going through a tough time. So thinking about you, a Jason. Our Jason. hearts go out to you. Just a bummer, man.
1: Yeah, he said, man, she was a big, she was a big fan of the Fast and Furious. First of all, her favorite. Yep. It sucks. It sucks, man. So hang in there, brother. You know we're we're here for you. So yep.
0: now, emails. First up, from Nick Burris, subject line, most of my notes don't matter, far, far away. Okay. Well, most of my notes are old, so here we go. Love pineapple on pizza with sausage, yum. Mm.
1: Yeah, pineapple on pizza, I'm I'm not opposed to it, like I said, it has a place, it has a time and a place. Mm -hmm.
0: He says, it was also cool I got another two fur babies this lap, which was unintentional. Very cool, I guess
1: two cats or dogs or something? you get two cats? I don't know, I don't know. I'm severely disappointed that we don't get pictures of pets. If you got new pets... Send the pictures, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want to see. Kittens, puppies, doesn't matter. Just send them. Yeah, I want to see pictures of new pets. That's my one of my favorite things in the world.
0: He says, "Girl fight, good movie, like Million Dollar Baby. Plus, there's the iconic Fast Connection. I still love it."
1: Yeah, same, same.
0: When I was deployed, that plane in six landed a couple times in Afghanistan. It is a big bitch. I guess the not a plane of the
1: planet. Oh, really? I, I didn't know that it's like a specific plane. I guess so. I think that I remember somebody like being really excited about one of these giant planes landing in Florida at some point. Like One of my friends that was in Florida was like, oh, this giant plane is landing and went To go see it, so that makes kind of sense, but I didn't know it was just like one plane. Like, yeah, that's cool, I guess Very so. Cool.
0: I didn't know either, but uh, that's what Nick says, and I, I trust him, he knows, I trust him, he knows his vehicles.
1: Yeah. yeah, he does. So, I
0: was looking at it from a half a mile away, it's extremely loud. To oh, he says it was, it's a big bitch, and he was looking at it from half a while, half a mile away, so like it's crazy, you know what I mean? So, yeah, said it's yeah. extremely loud too, about as loud as the Prowler fighter jet taking off. Both rattled Ooh. the hangar we worked out of.
1: Well, I guess it has to have super strong engines to lift a plane that big, yeah. so
0: he says the core. Corvette, for Guess My Car, was the third gen. They went from 53 to 55, then 56 and 57 was like the 58 and 59. They had single headlights instead of duels. Then from 60 mm. to 62, I had the same front end as the 59, but the rear was like the 63 Stingray. I love the 59. Well, way over my head, but I'm glad that you... Uh...
1: This is actually funny. My dad was just looking at Corvettes before. He had a whim and like saw a Corvette somewhere and wanted to buy it, and it was like a 58 or 59 and he was like all stoked on it and then he didn't buy it he's just weird so I was actually just thinking about Corvettes and looking at Corvette pictures because he was all excited because he wanted to go buy this Corvette that he wound up not buying so
0: Hmm. One more thing, Listening to Hello from the Magic Tavern podcast. Have you heard of that one or no? No, have you? I have. I haven't listened to it, but I've heard of it. it says they did a little bit in episode 10, season 2 of A Fast and Furious Improv. It was cool. It's a good podcast, too.
1: Oh, cool. It
0: says, anyway, yeah. could not find Strange Days anywhere. I know we realized that after the fact that, like, it's almost impossible to find.
1: If you do find it, it's a great movie. Just, it's hard to find. Yes. So. so I'm listening to
0: the episode now, but hopefully I will be able to leave earlier. But I help with the kids' breakfast before I go to work, so I get to NJ late. But a vacation is coming So maybe I'll get caught up. Well, that would be
1: cool. Fingers crossed for your vacation, brother. Just for the sense that I feel like everybody needs a vacation right now. So yeah, hope you get one.
0: Catch you if I can. 4-H-Nick out. 4-Horseman-Nick out. Well, thank you, Nick, for writing it. It's been a while, but I'm glad you caught up.
1: Yeah, glad you caught up. Glad you're still doing okay, it seems like. So that's always good to hear, brother.
0: This next email... I sort of alluded to vaguely while you were driving, I don't know if you're going to remember this, but hmm. but we got an email okay. from the mystery man himself, Renato DiDonato. Oh, nice. Happy to join the Too Fast Too Forever fam, he says.
1: We're happy to have you, brother.
0: He says, hey guys, long time listener, first time writing in, probably could have written in sooner, but decided to join the Patreon once I was all caught up to the pod. Felt like the right oh, time awesome. after all the hours of entertainment you've provided, especially with the last few months of lockdown going on in Melbourne, which has been brutal.
1: Another, yeah, we, we talked about this, right? Didn't you, we know that it was another Aussie?
0: Yes, yeah, we did. Yep, because when I sent the stickers to him, uh, I saw it was an Australian address. Yes, so yep. that's right.
1: Cool, well, welcome aboard, and I'm glad, yeah, take your time, and I'm glad that it's entertainment. You describe it as entertainment, not like... Oh or not God, work? Yeah, not like Montez,
0: weird. who emails it again like guys, I'm barreling through. It's like yeah, just like enjoy <laughs> it, man. But I get it. She's like me. It's fine. It says it's okay. first heard you guys reviewing Fast Five with Nate on post wrestling. What? Ages ago when you were already five laps in, I think. Thought the premise was nuts, but after watching the movies alongside your reviews in the first lap, thought about how I do love these movies, but these guys are making me appreciate them all over again. So cool. This is
1: a really cool thing. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. We love Nate too, man. Yeah. He's a good dude.
0: So, says, different perspectives, theories, and lore talked about at length by you both and the extended family has been fantastic for breathing life into these films and made me appreciate my love for the franchise even more.
1: Awesome, dude.
0: Wow. Will, hope to start writing in now and again to throw in my two cents on some of the movies. Too Fast, Too Furious fans, where are you at? Keep up the great work. Kind regards, Ren. So maybe he goes by Ren, not full Renato, but yeah. Thank you, Ren, for writing in.
1: Yeah, dude, appreciate it. Um, man, there that was, that was a whirlwind of emotions in that email there. Truly. Dude, Nate's such a good dude.
0: <laughs> so then, that's that's why, and I'm going to talk about Nate now, that's why I was like, hey, we haven't had Nate on for a while, so I emailed Nate, and I was like, hey, we just had a new patron join the show. He, lists, he found us on your show, and I think that's yes. super awesome. And I was like, you yep. haven't been on in a while, so I gave him the list of movies that we're going to cover the rest of the lap that don't have guests. I saw that. And he picked or, yeah. one. And he'll be on shortly-ish. He'll be on this lap. So I was like, "Yeah, very cool." Oh,
1: cool! Always good to talk to him, man. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Double down. See? And Ren, there you go. You you cause a new connection. Yeah.
0: And I also do want to say, Nate said that Furious Seven is coming up soon. It's it's due up for November, but he might do an election special episode depending on how it turns out okay and so it might either be so we'll be back on there because you know his show is only monthly uh, i don't say only monthly because we did monthly shows forever but his show is monthly yep. so either we'll be on talking fury 7 in november or december so coming up soon uh for the one that the rock is probably in the least right because he's in the hospital and then flexes out of the cast and daddy's got to go to work
1: still big role still big role yeah i mean cool. with the rock and we get to talk to nate soon
0: nothing but big roles right because just big dude <laughs> Thank you, Ren, for reminding me, because I also, you know, in addition to him, I was like, oh, we haven't had the mics around this lap, so, like, it's it's reminding me. I feel like, you know, we uh, we have Brian on all the time, because Brian is, top. like, I literally say his name every episode, but some people kind of <laughs> yeah. out of sight, out of mind a little bit. We have fun
1: when we have wacky guests on, and you guys know the crew that, like, are friends that we're talking to all the time, so it's it's very apparent that, like... You're just talking to Brian about watching a movie, and he's like, "Oh, I like that movie." You're like, "Just come on!" Like, you've heard episodes where we're just like, we just call Brian in the middle of it, and we're like, "Do you want to talk about this?" And he's yeah, especially like, "Especially yeah, American sure. Graffiti." Yep, mm-hmm. It's kind of how it works sometimes.
0: So, thank you again, Ren Welcome to the family. And you have to send well the one thing you have not done yet that you need to do is you need to send in your rankings. You did not have your rankings yet, so please. I don't know if Too Fast yes. is your number one. I know you said you love it, but uh, we're send it in, family at cageclub.me
1: Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. We're curious to hear it. Uh, you know, we're big Too Fast fans. Any Fast and the Furious movie is a good movie, so we're big Two Fast fans, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the next email is from Dan the Duke Hayden. Subject line, games, movies, music, and art.
1: Hey, us, Dan. How's it going, Hey, boy? Joey
0: and Joe. Hope all is well. First of all, I'm happy to report that as of this morning, I've completed the piece of art I've been... Or the piece. He just is the piece. I've been working on for Joey. We'll get in touch soon to figure out a good day for me to bring it to you. I had so much Ooh. fun working on it, and I hope you like it. Well, I hope so, too. Because otherwise, it's going to be really awkward when I have to <laughs>
1: Yeah, you have to like hang it in like your bathroom awkwardly or something. Really we'll find
0: out. We will find out. I um, <laughs> he did text me uh, that he's like, "Hey, when when can I come over?" And I gave him some options. So I do not know it yet, uh, but soon, cool. soon, soon, you'll post I a picture on social media. Yes. I'm sure, right? Unless it's terrible, Please. then we're just gonna pretend it doesn't exist. But it's not gonna be terrible, of course. Okay. It's not.
1: I'm sure it's, it's not. <laughs>
0: So I've been happy to hear you guys talk about speedrunning and more specifically Mario speedrunning. I've been to a few AGDQ events back when they would be held in Virginia. That's awesome Ooh. games done quick, which I think I've mentioned on here. They're the speedrunners. Oh definitely yeah. talked about because he they were the people who did like the punch out blindfolded and stuff like that
1: yes yes you did
0: i'm a huge fan of super mario world speed runs but an even bigger fan of kaizo rom hacks in a nutshell i don't know what that neither is do I. people make their own super mario world game for super nintendo and they're hard as fuck if you ever want to see oh, some I've spectacular some of content of a game you'll never beat check out a run of grand poo world 2 this isn't the current world record he says i think it's third place but it's a great run by the streamer noble tofu
1: so i have seen these before these are like the watch a kid try to beat an impossible mario level and they use like they create their own mario levels and you cannot m- make a mistake
0: well so there's also like the like, new ones no now too there's like super mario maker which i know that the Mikester is like super invested in and super interested in now but yes there's it's just it's it's pixel perfect and it's just it's insane right so
1: yeah yeah you have to like land perfectly everything's falling out from under you you can't stop you can't yeah those are crazy. They, they actually give me a lot of anxiety to watch. Yeah. Like, they're, they're very stress inducing yeah. for me.
0: He says, Let me know what you think it's definitely worth the under 50 minute watch. Oh boy. But okay. I'll put it all, throw it on. Yeah. I was thinking before that, you know, my my favorite video game is Spelunky and my favorite TV show is watching people play Spelunky. Like that's not, not true. (laughs) Right. So um, yeah. He says the creator of the game, Barb, is currently working on the GPW3 Grand Pooh World 3 and he's even making some of it on stream. You can find him on Twitch playing a variety of things. Joey, he's working on Spelunky 2 right now. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Says great suggestion with Song Exploder. Some of my favorite artists are on here. I really enjoy the Nine Inch Nails, Decemberist, and Mountain Goats episodes.
1: Cool, yeah, dude. We I'm a big fan of Song Explorer. And like we said, it's not like an it's not like a, a podcast you have to listen to every one in order. It's just like pick a song that you like or something that you like and he breaks it all down. It was super cool. I'm a big DJ Shadow fan, so when he did DJ Shadow, I was like, This is my shit. Yeah. There's a part in a DJ Shadow song where DJ Shadow describes it like he was in this like hatch in like a tree house or something weird and his wife was like yelling through the door or he had to build the studio and the thing so he's yelling to her and like you hear this weirdness is really cool.
0: So it's kind of like how Cole just heard Emily Radakowski zipping
1: her jacket and was like, that's a sample. Yeah, and, and building the roof. Nail gun, nail gun, mm. nail gun. <laughs> exactly. It's precisely like that. I think that DJ Shadow was inspired by Zach Efron's character and We Are Your Friends. I love it here. To make music.
0: I love it here. I love it here. I'm looking forward to checking out the show on Netflix. Cool.
1: Yeah, the, the show is really cool because he gets the, it's the same thing, but with video.
0: Joe, I don't know if you've seen any press for this, but I just watched a documentary you may be interested in. It's called Red Penguins of the owners of the Pittsburgh Penguins buying the Russian Red Army hockey team after the fall of the Soviet Union. It's a lot of fun and a great true story. I think it's 99 cents on Amazon if you're interested. Oh,
1: fuck yeah. Red Penguins. Let me write that down. Yeah, good looks. Like, I don't know anything about that. I watch um, the Penguins have a Emmy-winning series called In the Room. They produce, like, this show during the season. It kind of feels like Hard Knocks or something like that. Like, it has, like, this kind of vibe, even though it's not that. And um, I watch a lot of In the Room during the season because they'll play it. Like, every... I think they make like one a week and it's always like a week behind. So they'll show you like, you know, like the past three games and what they were traveling like and like some in between stuff. So like, yeah, I'm super fascinated by this hockey stuff. But this sounds really, really cool. And I don't know the story or the movie. So perfect. Thank you. Cool.
0: He says, lastly, it was a fun change of pace. Listen to you guys talk about a Lifetime movie. I've also found myself folding laundry, drinking a beer and watching these god awful things with my wife. When we have nothing better to do. Yep. They're great background yep, noise, but every once in a while you'll get to a gem of horrible dialogue or acting or both. And it will instantly become <laughs> yep. a thing my wife and I quote to each other for a month. You should all get together and see if we can make one of these things. How hard could it possibly
1: be? You guys in? Mine would be like so over the top it would become like one of these like spoof movies. But I think that I, I, think that I could write a good Lifetime movie at this point. I know all the tropes. There'd be a lot of bonking. There'd be some pot... Like some, you know, hit somebody gets hit with a cast iron skillet. There would be a murder. There would be like a switch, like a role reversal. Mm,
0: mm-hmm. Amnesia.
1: Amnesia for sure. Somebody who's like dressed up like someone else and nobody recognizes it. That will be a good one. Important. All important things. We could come up with one. I'm with you, Dan. Yeah, Dan, we'll, we'll brainstorm it. We can make a, a vision board about it. <laughs>
0: Another staple of Lifetime movies, I'm sure.
1: I mean, not really, but I, I just imagine, like, every Lifetime movie is just, like, one whiteboard and just, like, 50 arrows, right? Like, that's all that they need. And they're like, that's the script. There you go.
0: So anyways, back to real life, trying to teach the baby to crawl, but it's tough because she's hungry. I better fix her a little <laughs> bottle first. Keep up the good work. I'll be listening.
1: Oh, that's awesome, Dan. Good luck with the crawling. I'm sure she'll get it eventually. <laughs> Seems like they all do.
0: Then he says, P.S. Joe, I remember these commercials. They were baked into my brain from childhood. I never was a monstruck kid, but hell yes, of course I remember
1: Gravedigger. I've got your back. Yes. Thank you. And Wes messaged us, too, and said he remembered them, and he asked Mrs. Wes, and she even remembered. But them. she also
0: said, "Or is that a wrestler? Like it sounds like a wrestler." It
1: could be both. It could. It could. It totally could. But yeah, they were. They were always like, "Gravedigger live Saturday, Saturday, Saturday," and they like would. They would just repeat the thing and yell. Yeah.
0: Yep. There's a Simpsons episode. Oh God, hold on. It's truckosaurus Do you know this? Have you seen okay. this or no? So at the end, they say, "If you miss it, you better be dead or in jail." And if you're in jail, break out! Like. <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yes, that's what this is. Next was.
0: email from Alex Ellen in subject line Fuller House.
1: Okay, what's up, Alex? And he's talking about what Nico and Kevin were talking about, Fuller House. Correct. Cool.
0: Listening to the talk of Fuller House sent me down a wiki hole. I'm, gu- I'm guessing y'all didn't know this since it wasn't mentioned. And I cannot believe, because I knew this, and I'm sure he knows this too, because he watches the show. cannot believe this was not brought up. I suggest Googling who did the theme for Fuller House. Do you know who did the theme for Fuller House? No. A little lady by the name... Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, really? That's awesome. So the fact that we were talking about Fuller House, like that's not firmly in my brain, but the fact that Nico and I have seen Carly Rae Jepsen together in concert. Together, yeah. With Kevo and with Jonah and with Kyle and with Kyle's husband. Like, we love Carly Rae. Like, Nico and Chris Podcast are the ones who got me into Carly Rae. The fact that it did not come up that Carly Rae did the theme song is... Uh, I think we should have our like our fan card revoked, I think, basically. But Alex, I knew that I am. It did not come up. I don't know why, but I'm glad that you brought it up because any, any chance to talk about Carly Ray is a good <laughs> excuse.
1: Yeah, that's odd. no, I, I would never have known that, obviously. For, right. But that's really cool. There's no I reason you should be you able to do that. No, nope. no, not at all.
0: And the last email we have is from the aforementioned Montez. What year is it?
1: I don't remember.
0: Guys, I've made it to the summer of 2019, lap four. I don't know how many consecutive hours I've listened to this by now. My husband said it's weird that I'm even listening in the shower and when I brush my teeth. I'm very committed to this. (laughs) All of this to say, I'm under 100 episodes. I'm going to listen to every freaking one, even if it kills me. Maybe I'll eventually even watch past five. Who knows? Love Montez. (laughs) Oh,
1: dude, she's so awesome. Thank you for your dedication. Stop. Like, just take a break. No, she's got to do it. She's got to go. She's going to be like, a, you know, all work and no play makes Jack a doll boy very soon, right? Like, she's going to go off the deep end. Endless amounts of Too Fast.
0: But that's all the emails. If you want to email on family at cageclub.me, thank you all for writing in. That was a great day of emails. Hello to Ren for the first time. Montez, yeah, hello, stay strong. Ren. And uh, thank you, Hang everybody else, for for writing in.
1: Yeah, seriously. On the streets,
0: Joe, any news about The Fast and Furious that you have seen?
1: I have not seen any news. Haley, well, Haley did send us a video because of our recording time and prep. I didn't get to watch it yet, so I'll report back. Haley, I got like I saw it. I told you I'd watch it. I will.
0: I also do want to say that the news that was in the video was not new news.
1: Yeah, it was only new news to me. <laughs> As usual, Joey knew it, but that's fine. I still want to watch the video and see if there's anything that we could talk about so thank you
0: because i think we briefly and this is all going to sound like very like weird it's fine we'll talk about it next episode but like i think it's something we very briefly mentioned one time this lap it feels like a little gossipy more than news but it's also you know it goes into a lot of things we're talking about but you'll report back on it next episode yes i will and i don't think there's any other news that i have seen other than that so joe Ana lucia cortez leticia ortiz lost for a minute episode two for the road
1: this is like it this is what we were waiting for the whole time
0: so okay so if people don't know if people have not watched lost if people do not know and i, I jokingly but like i also needed to know before we started recording I'm like you saw the end of this episode because <laughs> anna lucia is killed in this episode that michael shoots
1: and kills anna lucia oh she's dead dead fuck come on man no spoilers oh yeah no she's dead dead Ah. okay well cool I was holding a thread hoping that she she made it through. Well, come on, man. They don't let her back? She didn't forget just for a minute. Well, so this
0: is this is the question. So I had been saying all lap and then I as I realized what I was actually saying, uh I needed to sort of pivot it, but like I we I was pretty clear all along that we're only covering season 2.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, you did t- like yeah, cuz there's more seasons of this.
0: I wondered if you had realized what that meant. No. And like you had brought it up. And I, I asked Rachel, she's like, no, oh, no, he hasn't really paid attention to that kind of thing. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But yes. So I looked up. So I guess kind of sort of trivia about this is that she had only committed to one season because she wanted to keep up with other projects. Like, you know, if you're a TV show, especially a TV show during. 25 episodes a year it's kind of all you can do for nine months right and so like she can't yeah. make movies like she basically can't be letty if she's not lost yeah exactly this is the episode this is the the bigger ish one i mean this is you know, there's not much bigger than this i mean i guess we just see her bleeding out but like at the end of the episode michael shoots her shoots and kills libby libby and then shoots so himself. Libby's dead too yeah. Fuck, dude! I mean, she takes two to the stomach. Like, that's the other thing. Like, you know, they take gunshot wounds, but, like, you know, it's it's bad. Like, it's, you know, it's bad.
1: And then he goes and get, he gets Henry and shoots himself in the arm. Yes, because he's, so like, trying to make it, make it look, look like, like uh, Henry did it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm guessing. Yep.
0: That was the other thing that apparently Cynthia Watros, who plays Libby, also wanted to kind of keep her schedule open or whatever. Both of them just were essentially, like, they kind of wrote themselves off by having other projects coming up or whatever, but... uh yeah, this is the episode. So here's here's the big question before we talk about this episode. What? She is in some regards in the next episode, like in the episode called Question Mark, which is a great episode. Yeah. She's in it in some respects. I don't know if it's going to be previously on. I don't know if it's going to be her lifeless body. I don't know what it is, but Michelle Rodriguez is in that episode. Okay. Then we have two more episodes this season, which she is not in. Okay. And then we have four more seasons of the show. So this is up to you, um, and I guess also the listeners, but...
1: I think the listeners, mostly.
0: I think it kind of makes sense to watch out the rest of the season and talk about the rest of the season because it's Amen. not that much Agreed. more.
1: And it's going to tie it up and we get the like reactions and things. Yeah, that makes sense. But
0: I don't know that it makes sense to watch like 70 episodes without her in it. Agreed. So maybe we just ride out season two because we have another segment to replace this. That we're, that we're still fine tuning, fine crafting, whatever. Yes, but yes, yes.
1: so it's a kind of a weird thing that I was. Do you guys like this? I'm more curious to hear what people think about it, right? Like, like I like the show. I'm going to keep watching it. I'm going to go through these, and I'm going to talk to you about it. It's like whether or not we record when we talk about it or not. So.
0: Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I want to – so, like, uh, it's, 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 it, I'm of two minds here because – and we've not talked about this yet because I, want, I didn't want to say, like – I didn't want to have this conversation until you saw this episode. I want to keep watching because I want to re-watch the whole thing, and I know that if we don't talk about it, I'm not going to have a, quote-unquote, reason to watch it. But yes. the same time i don't know that it makes sense. i mean the thing that we're replacing it with doesn't make any sense either but like it would be weird to talk about lost for like another year <coughs> and a half true after michelle rodriguez is not on the show can't anymore Can't
1: do it dude we need to keep on a schedule and just like keep doing them but like not do this segment maybe i don't know we'll figure the it people out People are like oh man dude i love it and i'm so glad that i don't have to watch lost because you talk about it i'd be like fuck yeah let's do it i feel
0: like people are gonna like the thing we're gonna replace it with more but maybe not i don't know
1: but i mean it also doesn't make sense either so hmm.
0: no i know but like at least
1: it's more relevant it's ongoing
0: like that's that's it's it's essentially indefinite yeah i don't know we'll figure it out but we have at least so we have three more episodes this season after this episode one of which she's quote-unquote in. She also, and I don't remember the context, but she's in like the last two episodes. Like she comes back in some regard. I don't remember if it's flashbacks. Yeah, of rem- course. I honestly can't tell you. Even by the time I saw that on TV, I was probably like, she was in this show? I don't remember. But yes, so she is, you know, on her way out the door. But yeah, let's talk about a Two for the road. Okay. Hit me with it. Because this is, not so, only does a big thing happen, but there is so much on it.
1: We realize that, like, we go back to when she shot the guy that shot her. She, like, shoots him in the parking lot. He's dead. And her mom finds out. Like, she, like, knows it's her. So she's like, come on, like, you know, we know you did it, whatever, whatever. And Anna's like, fine, I don't want to be a cop anymore, and just, like, throws her badge at her. And, oh, she has, like, a really great line, too. She was like, you're a police officer. If you don't respect me, at least respect that. And I was like, Brian O'Connor doesn't respect police officers either. Mm Mm-hmm. She does what any good police officer that's been shamed out of the force does and becomes a TSA agent, apparently. That's... Love it. Yep. <laughs> it's like a funny, I guess it's a funny joke. It, it might be funnier if you're like a cop or cop adjacent or TSA or TSA adjacent. But yeah, I was like, oh, that's an interesting thought. She's at the airport and she like gets a drink after work, but she like stays in the airport to get a drink. And she runs into none other than Jack's dad.
0: Christian Shepherd.
1: She doesn't know that she was hanging out with Jack's dad. Like her and Jack don't, right?
0: No, but there is a tie. So later in the episode they go to sydney
1: he wants to go meet his apparently a strange daughter slash her mom
0: who is new to us news to us new to us yep
1: yeah jack has a a weird sister that we didn't know. well not she's not weird but the weird situational sister yep that we didn't know about so we're like oh that's cool and he was she was there for protection how you meet a strange old man in a bar in the airport and he's like come to fucking australia with me and she's like send it
0: i mean she has nothing else going on she lost her job her mom's not talking to her was shot she lost her baby like she's yeah she's got nothing else going on right so like why not like if you're if somebody's like hey come to sydney i will pay you to basically be a bodyguard and pay you to be there like
1: yeah why not they keep going and you know they argue and she's like you're a fucking mess and you're an alcoholic and he's like yep yep i am here's a bar let's go and she's like no i can't do that he hits he opens the door and hits Sawyer with the door, yes, because that's the scene when like Sawyer and Jack's dad like are in the bar together. They're drinking, because, and that's
0: and Sawyer said that to Jack on the island. Like I met you know this doctor, this disgraced doctor in Australia. I drank with him and all this whatever, right? Like he was yes, kind of rubbing. Yes. Like
1: Jack said something like some weird idiom that like only his dad would say, and Sawyer's like, "What do you say? Like I just want to let you know that I met this doctor once, and he said he was really sad he couldn't call his son to say goodbye or something. We don't know right now." I don't know how Jack's dad died, right?
0: I don't think so, but, like, Do we everything is happening at the out? same time. Like, they're all there at the same time, right? Like, yes, obviously. You're we talking about, like, Rose and Bernard in Australia because she was being there for Faith Healer. Anna is there because she's dealing with Christian. She's calling her mom, like, I'm coming back. Yep. Jack is down there to get the body. So, like, something happens between the time that she drops him off at the bar and she goes to the airport. Yes, He's Jack like, is that's there That's why now. Jack's there,
1: right? So. Yes, exactly. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So, like, something happens, but I don't know what happened yet. Purpo- like, me, specifically. So there's, like, that going on. Also, Henry in the Hatch tries to kill Anna Lucia. She comes in, and he's, like, has all this weird stuff going on. Like, the man, the man in charge, like, told us about you and, like, all this stuff. And it turns out, like, Locke saves her. And then Locke, for some for some stupid reason, pretends like it didn't happen. Like that, I didn't get. Like, why did Locke like cover for her? Like she's, because she's like injured, and Jack comes back, like, dude, what happened to your head? And he's like, oh, I, you know, made her slip on the floor, and she's like, dumb me. And I think you know. he's trying to
0: earn brownie points with Ana because he's he's not a captive, but he's there, injured, and she's taking care of him. And I feel like if he's, I think he's thinking if he's nice to her. She will be she will do good things for him, maybe, or like be a little bit more lenient or
1: whatever. But but, but it's it's a dumb thing to be like this. Well, is I think what I happened. think
0: he thinks it's gonna be harmless and then he realizes, Oh shit, Anna took Sawyer's gun when she and him had sex in the
1: woods. Yeah, and- yeah, oh finally we finally got the moment of like two of them being aggressive at each other and they finally banged it out. And yep. I was like, Thank you. That's what should have happened a million times over in this show, so thank you, and then, and then Locke delivers this, like, really great, great line, he's like, Jack, I think I have something to tell you, and it's like, no shit, like, we see Anna in there. She like slides a knife at, him, at, the, at Henry, and it's like you know, cut yourself out. And then how well, it's does classic Michael... like
0: scumbag cop tactics, which it's like, give me a reason to shoot you? Yes, he cut himself She's covering free, herself. and I had to, I had to kill him because like he was, he was free, like he was coming after me.
1: Yes, exactly. But how does Michael wind up with the gun? Does he knock her out or something? Michael comes to. She says to him, "I couldn't do it. I couldn't kill him. I looked at him. I, I can't do
0: this anymore." And he says, I'll do it. He's like, you know, they have Walt. Basically, he doesn't say this, but like, they have Walt. I hate all of them. Let me kill it. That's right. Says, I'm sorry. Shoots her. Libby shows up. He gets startled shoots her twice. Yes. Opens the locked door. Shoots himself on the arm. Episode ends.
1: So I think that he probably made some kind of, like, trade with them to, like go get Henry back for them, or this was some kind of test for him. I, I think it's more so that he's, like, supposed to go get Henry back. Like, instead of it being, like, a one-to-one trade where they bring him to the middle of the woods, they're like, go bring us Henry back, and we might give you Walt back, is what I'm guessing. That's what it would seem like. That's what it would seem like, but hopefully it's not that simple. I like it better when I can't put the stuff together. Like, it's, like, more crazy. But I
0: was actually talking to somebody about this, about you watching this for the first time, and I'm like, you're picking up on things that I think a lot of people didn't pick up on the time, but number one, you know, like, you're 32 or whatever, as opposed to being 17 when it came out, or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Also, the fact that, like, this was such an important, transcendent, landmark show for so many reasons, but it paved the way for all these different shows after it. So, like, comparatively, it's not nearly as sophisticated as a lot of other shows. And so I think Uh, in that regard, like, it's a
1: weird kind of thing, right? Where it's like... You needed this for Breaking Bad, but, like, once you've seen Breaking Bad and you go back and watch this, you're, like, you're piecing together a lot of the random things, right?
0: Exactly. And so I think, like, it's cool, but it also kind of makes sense that, like why um it's sometimes easy it seems easy like you're like oh like they're building a church it's like well yeah i mean yeah like it's just but i feel like the way that so many shows now like take these disparate elements and combine them or whatever right like it's just that's cool yes. thing that, like what i'm trying to say it's like a compliment in a way it's like you're yes. uh, you're such a more sophisticated tv viewer because like we all are like we all just yep. have seen so I much tv since this episode since the show came out that what was once like insane and groundbreaking like can you like i can't believe what's happened next you're like oh of course it's gonna be like a to b to c or whatever right so yeah it's it's kind of it might be disappointing because like it's not as surprising but at the same time it's like no it still gets me sometimes
1: it definitely does like i'm you're right and it's it's just sophistication from consuming media you've all you've experienced this that you watch like a movie with your dad And you're watching this. You're like, dude, you'll never guess what happens. And he's like, oh, this happens. And you're like, how the fuck did you know that? He's like, because it's like this 15 other movies that you haven't seen either. And you're like, oh. Like the first time you see it, you're so surprised by it. But like whenever we watch, you know, 50 car movies, we're like, oh, yeah, it's going to be this. So
0: So what else in this episode? I think I have a bunch more notes that I want to go through. But anything else in this episode of note that you want to point out?
1: No, I covered all the main things that I want. We've got some like look at like what the others, like where they are. Michael talks about like that there's a bunch of women and children and, like, they're very scantily armed, so he thinks they could go take them. That's why they're trying to get the guns from Sawyer. Jack's just, like, a random asshole and, like, throws part of Sawyer's, like, manuscript that he's reading away. Like, what the fuck is up with that, bro? Like, just... Anger. Why just, are you, you such know. a dick all the time? Uh, the more that I, Okay, so, you know, you were talking about, like, what camps and, like, who's the heroes and things like that. Like, when I watch this, my two favorite characters are, well, like, three, are, like, Locke, Sawyer, and Hurley. But Hurley's, like, just, like, neutral good, right? Like, he's not involved in anything bad, so...
0: Well, and now Hurley has, like,
1: I know. Lost the love. Yeah, boy. It's gonna be rough. That sucks.
0: In the flashback, so at the beginning of the flashback, she goes on top of a roof... There's the cars, like, the, car, the cop cars are all the lost numbers, but the roof looks like, and I don't know that it is, but it looks like... I know. The roof from the gearing up montage when they go take down Johnny Tran.
1: I a thousand percent thought this, and I didn't write the note down, but yes, you're a hundred percent right. I agree with you. It looks like the one where, yep, they all, like, line up, but I mean, I guess it's like any rooftop garage in LA, but it very much reminded me of that too
0: like we don't have the same sites like the same distinctive landmarks and like there's not as much time spent up there but i was like this would be such an appropriate fast connection if this is the same rooftop
1: it would it really really would
0: so when she goes to australia with christian with with jack jack's dad christian uh they give each other names he calls Fake her names. sarah and she calls him yeah. tom sarah is jack's wife's name which is kind of like an interesting choice.
1: Ooh, okay that's right, because he mentioned her before and, like, said her name. Oh, okay.
0: the, we haven't talked about the greatest moment in this episode. Hurley wants to go on this romantic date with Libby, and that's the ultimate heartbreaking thing, that she went to the thing to get to get wine for them to drink, right?
1: Yeah. And Oh, I didn't connect that. That's right.
0: He tells Saeed that he essentially wants to say anything to her, like, he wants a boombox so he can do the yes. say anything, the John Cusack move from say anything. Saeed's said, like, it probably won't work, man, like... How about this? How about I just get you directions to like this ultimate romantic beach where I took uh Shannon and and Libby's going to love it. And so they walk around they walk around together they getting lost in the woods and Libby, you know, jokes about Fred Flintstone like passing the same thing every time. Hurley's like, "No, we're not lost. We're not lost. I know exactly where we are." He's like, "There is the beach." And she's like, "No, Carly, this is our beach. Like, there's gin. And Jin just, like, <laughs> doing fish stuff. You know, she's like, I'll go get wine. You go get this. Like, we'll have a nice a, a nice moment or whatever. Yeah. So she goes off. And then gin in the greatest, the yes. greatest thing in the world. There's just, there's a couple of these online. Just the thumbs up, just like the, my man. Like, it's just,
1: <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. I've gift. seen this before, actually. I've seen this gif of many a times now that I think about it.
0: I love it so much. It's just, you know, it's just, yeah. just being like... He's nice. like,
1: You're doing good. Like keep keep it up, Bud. Like he could see it. That's awesome.
0: It. What I also liked was that in the flashback, Anna hearing Jack's breakdown at the terminal uh, yes. about getting his dad home is what prompts her to call the mom. But like just thinking about how devastating this mom's gonna be like when she gets to the airport and the flight never landed, right? That's Ugh. yeah. It's a bummer. So here's the here's the information, here's the trivia about the characters' deaths. So Anna was always meant to die at the end of the season, because Michelle Rodriguez only committed to one season, because she wanted to remain available for other projects. Makes sense. But because a lot of fans hated her character, because, you know, if you're not watching for why we're watching it, like, she's just angry and, like, quick to pull a trigger, and she kills Shannon, and whatever, whatever. Because of that, they decided that, like, or they realized that this was not going to be, like, a shock, or, like, it was not going to be something that, like, people
1: were really upset about. So they added Libby in there, too? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> And so they
0: chose to kill off Libby because she was a beloved character. Writers also ran out of ideas for her present day storyline. I talked about last episode. And I knew that she died, but I don't know. They still could bring her back in a flashback. But remember when Hurley's like, maybe I'll remember how I know you. Like, he he remembers her from the mental hospital, but he doesn't remember He makes a joke about that, too. He's just like, you know, I used to watch it all the time in the hospital when I broke my hip. Like, just, come on, man. Like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest issue with any show is when characters are happy. Because when characters are happy, there's no conflict. And yep. so if Hurley and Libby are just, like, in marital bliss, essentially, what are they What are they supposed to do,
1: right? Like, you'd have to, like, inject, like, Kate into their relationship, which wouldn't work. Or, right. You know, like, make, like, a love triangle or something. And, like, it's not gonna happen. It's just not, so.
0: They had ideas for her for flashbacks which I think included, like, how she got to the hospital or whatever, but they just, you know, she wasn't available for later seasons, and so they just decided to kill her off, too. Makes sense. However, both Cynthia Watros and Michelle Rodriguez, the actresses, uh, have DUIs, and the, the writers had to be like, no, it's not because of their DUIs that we killed them off. But she's like, ooh, that's a kind of a weird, unfortunate coincidence.
1: <laughs> oh, God. It's not nice or fun. We knew about Michelle Rodriguez's, but not... Yes.
0: And the only other note that I have about how this ended or whatever, Cynthia Watros, who plays Libby, was very upset when she learned that she was about to die. And the showrunners, Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse, felt so bad that they helped her get a pilot called My Ex Life. And so she was the star of this pilot, but the pilot didn't get picked up to series. Yeah, Um,
1: Obviously, that didn't do too well, because we don't know what it is. Bummer. Yeah. Bummer.
0: Next episode is Question Mark. It's just the episode is titled Question Mark. Uh, I think another great episode. Again, like, we're in the sweet spot. We're in the real, like... Yeah. A a stuff of lost so uh, we are all full steam ahead so I'm sorry that I kind of spoiled it but like I needed to have a conversation about like what we're actually doing on the show because like makes sense yeah she's no, a, no, no. she's effectively gone.
1: you didn't spoil it. I should have connected the dots but I'm too focused on the show to connect the dots that like like Jack's a good stuck. doctor, but it's like he's not that good of a doctor right He doesn't have like an operating room like yeah. he's he's on an island with a hatch yeah and some like knives and scissors so yeah
0: cool any other thoughts about this episode of lost no. Then let that us talk about one, the Fast and Furious Minute, Minute 93. I didn't have a great title for it, but I just called it Spray and Pray. It's a good title. This minute, Dom storms off back to the garage, gets in his charger, and peels out of the driveway. Yes. Brian chases after Johnny and Lance through the streets of Los Angeles. Johnny and Lance wheelie, then turn and spray the street with bullets from their SMGs. Brian hits the Nas to try to catch up to them.
1: The Nas is a nice touch. I always forget that he uses Nas here.
0: It's the first time we've had Nas since the Too Soon Junior moment.
1: So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, because we were tw- you know, 20 minutes chasing the truck, lots of grunting and speeding, but no Nas.
0: Yeah. There's no dialogue in this, minute, in this minute, as you just heard, as I just played the audio. Uh, yeah. The song, Fourth Floor, continues. Actually, I don't even know if I'm going to play the audio, because like, it's literally just the uh, Maybe I will, because there's the Nas sounds and stuff like that. I'll put it in there. You heard it. You know. For as much has happened in the last two minutes, there's not a ton that goes on here.
1: No, it's just the beginning of the chase, and we're going to get another chase. We're going to be in a chase for a while, so there's, there's not a lot that's going on.
0: And we're sure. nearing the end of the movie. Very near the end of the movie. When I watched the minute this morning, I was like, there's one thing I would love to see you try to do. Um, and you are the king of Google Maps in the segment. Have you, and I know that you found Thing, what did you find in terms of the route or where they are or where the race, the chase goes in this minute?
1: You were talking about this, and I was like, of course I'm going to try to figure out what street that they're on. That's, duh, that's number one. And um, I found a source that's movie-locations.com. And I'm a big idiot because it gave us a bunch of the addresses of a bunch of things. Which you found before, right? Yeah, the hard way. This this just had them all in a list. So yeah, it has a bunch of the like addresses of places in the movie. And I found the street. Okay, if you click, I don't know how, if you like how I formatted this, but you want to check it out.
0: How did I don't know how to pronounce the street. Michelle Michel Terina. Michelle Michelle Michel Ther- Michel Yeah.
1: In Echo Park in L.A. Yep. I picked that perspective. Do you like that perspective?
0: What I loved about the scene, which I think this screenshot also captures very well, is there's a real sense of speed. Yes. The thing that I thought about while watching this, and I know it's kind of like a weird comparison because like everything is car racing, but like in Star Wars: The Force Awakens, when J.J. Abrams films the Millennium Falcon, like on, like, the surface of the planet, like, trying not to hit mountains and shit, right? Like, it's yes. super cool, and, like, it gives you a sense of, like, real speed, because, like, in outer space, it's whatever. And, like, I think, you know, here, it feels a little different, because instead of just being, like, cars on a highway or something, where you, like, you don't really have a sense of it, like, they're and you're moving, moving with through them. shit, yeah.
1: It's that they have stationary camera points lined up along the route. And you see them go by, yep. not that you're following along with them a lot.
0: And, like, the low camera angles, I think, when they're capturing the cars dri- and the, the bikes driving, it just feels – it gets it's very cool.
1: So if you go – so I have it looking down the str- – the, like, the curvy street that Brian and um, Johnny Tran and – Yep and Lance come up but if you turn around and then you go up you can see the like bump where they get air like if you keep walking
0: okay cool because
1: they're on that street like they then they shoot it from the other side and that's where you get that shot from like the bottom of the street of them coming down yep and like them like you know pray and spray along all the cars here Mm
0: -hmm. which I do want to say that you know they're trying to shoot Brian obviously and they do not hit Brian's car seemingly at all but they hit eight other cars like it's amazing like they almost hit every other car on the street except for Brian's like I counted at at least eight I think it's roughly eight but like they hit so many cars that just aren't bryant's
1: they really blow up two main cars that like were the ones that like i focused on and there's like a 77 lincoln continental that they like really blow the shit out of and then there's like an 88 ford Taurus that they really fire into too so i got both of those in the cars Finding the street was the cool thing, and it apparently looks like it's, like, they just, they found one set. You know how we talk about, like, sometimes Brian's driving, and it's, like, on three different streets in different places, because, like, that's just how movies work. Yep. This is, like, no, they found, like, a windy road that goes up, they hit the Nas, they jump, get some air, and then they go down this hill. So, yeah, this was real. So that was pretty cool to me.
0: Very cool. Anything else of note? I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it. What I think the trivia question will be, we can talk about that element of it that you noticed oh. and you found things of. But uh, yes, anything else other than that that you want to talk about in this minute?
1: No, I think that's it. I'm I'm curious to keep following them. I got some places in the next ones. I want to see where they keep going. I'm going to keep adding the like spots as the minutes go. So that's my thoughts.
0: So the trivia question, because I watched this, so I was like, I have no idea. What the trivia question should be? I was like, can you try to find what the route is? And you said it's probably the same route that they did in Bullet. And I'm like, well, it can't be because like that's San Francisco and yes. this is L.A. But like, this is very clearly like you were right that like it's an homage to Bullet. Like, there's even like in the source in the movie locations site, I think you found that like yeah. they say like in an homage to Bullet.
1: Oh, that was the other thing. I forgot to mention that in the in the movie locations thing. This is also the same street that the house from Scream Three and Halloween H2O are on. Oh, very cool. Way. Yeah, which I think is really, really cool because I'm a big fan of Halloween H20.
0: So I want to write, and I'm trying to think of the wording, but I want to basically say what car movie does this movie pay homage to? And the answer is yes. Bullet. So what famous yes. car What famous car movie does Brian chasing after Johnny and Lance pay homage attempt to? Attempt to recreate. Or attempt to recreate. So you can say Bullet. What are some other huge ones? We can say Vanishing Point. To Live and Die
1: in L.A. And we can say Ronin too. Oh yeah, there you go. Because those are all like huge car chase movies. So yeah, and all yes. you know, past all episodes in... of the pod. That's perfect. I think that's a really good. And this one's kind of an easy one because we know in two that Suki calls Brian Bullet. Bullet. So it it makes sense, right? Yeah, it's like, not
0: explicitly in the movie. Like you kind of need to think and like do some like whatever. But I think it's a fair question because if you know, I feel like if you're taking this quiz, you've seen Bullet and you'd be like, oh right, like that's the up and or down. or listen to
1: us at least. So.
0: Minute 93, Spray and Pray. What famous car movie does Brian Chasing after Johnny and Lance pay homage to or attempt to recreate? And the answer is Bullet. This is a good question. Well, Joe, let us take a break and let us come back and talk about Fast and Furious, Spy Racers, Rio.
1: episode number 135 spy racers season 2 rio this episode is brought to you by the cia specifically the spy kids website secret gadgets sneaking around in trench coats danger around every corner there's a little of that but the real cia is more complex and interesting than you can imagine shout out to the cia
0: if we weren't already on a list, we are now. Well, welcome back to the show. Did you see Best this page, various... by the way? Who are we? We are the nation's first line of defense. Yeah, this is like baby's first introduction to the CIA, right? <laughs> exactly. I, who made this?
1: There's somebody at the CIA that created this webpage.
0: There's like a whole, there's like a whole gathering of people who like created the webpage, proofread it, and
1: like and yeah. everything right so yeah the things you find on the like sometimes you, i get like surprised that things were created for the internet and this is one of those times
0: Yeah. Well, shout out to the CIA. Welcome back to Spy Racers Season 2. The interesting thing, Joe, and I don't know if you looked this up on IMDb, it's not even really on IMDb yet. Like, I think this must have caught everyone by surprise. Like, I don't know if you've ever looked at IMDb for TV shows that are upcoming, but, like, when a show is renewed, they'll say, like, Season 2, and they'll just have, like, one episode. And it might say, like, Season 2, Episode 1, or, like, in this case, as a title, but the other episodes are not listed. There's also, on Wikipedia, there are no other plot descriptions yet like we are so at the cutting edge of this there's not a lot of background stuff like the first i don't know if you remember but like when we did the first season like i copied and pasted the summaries for the different episodes we we, we went episode by episode because like we had this whole thing right but like now we're too early on this i guess like people like the internet is not ready for us to talk about this yet
1: (laughs) apparently not that's crazy. No, That's very interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about it, no.
0: So yeah, so I don't know that we can really go episode by episode. I also think based on our conversation with Nico and Kevo last time, the nature of Netflix series, it kind of feels like episodic, but it also just feels like this is a, it's one story kind of, right?
1: Yes, and I was thinking that as I was watching this. When we were talking to Nico and Kevo last time, it kind of felt like three different missions or through lines in season one. This one felt like, two pieces with maybe one being like a prelude because there's like the pre going to rio and then in and i feel in rio feels like one giant mission
0: The, the one thing that i was thinking about while watching this is that there's a not there's not a ton of racing in this but the central action element is a race through the streets of rio which is in episode seven right yes but it does feel like we're building toward that
1: moment the whole time
0: The whole time, yeah. I was thinking also, while... Like, I'm glad that we talked about this again with Nico and Kevo, because I don't know... I don't know what our plan would have been like. I don't know if I would have rewatched the first season, because we knew... Like, I'm glad that we rearranged, because I have the first season fresh in my brain. Same. And I'm also glad that we had the conversation about, like, what we want, what we expect, so on and so forth. But this felt kind of like a little bit of like a remix of Fast 5 that does some cool things but I feel yeah. like could have done more like way more in certain el- certain areas certain elements.
1: I agree and it seems like it it took a little bit different direction than the first season and I think that it kind of cut out some of the elements that Nico and Kevo liked about the animation like you lose like some of these like yoka moments and like these like cutaway kind of weird fun time things. Although this so,
0: flashback animation to the main character so okay, so on a broad scale, they go down they're they're tracking this thing, Miss Nowhere's like, You're not going to Rio, Interpol's got this and then they can finally convince her that they're going to Interpol or they're going to Rio and they're tracking this this race through the five the through the favelas, these five crime families, the very games, godfather, yeah. right? Uh, the five Brazilian crime families that run the favelas. There is this woman who has been blown up in a car crash a year before and like immediately I was like oh she's not dead like that's just that's just what the franchise does like there's no way she's dead (laughs) yep like they sent a team down like it's not a complicated plot but it's also a complicated plot and it's also all blurring
1: in my brain I'm starting to realize like when I watch this I feel like I miss giant chunks of it but it's just because it's like an eight-part animated series not even so much plot holes, but they just, like, make jumps.
0: There's a big thing in this season that we have never really thought before, I don't think, where the franchise could go, and that's mind
1: control, right? We've, I want Yes, this is the main driving force, and this is what I want to talk about, too.
0: And so there's mind control, and so everybody we think are good, look bad... But it's only because they're under this mind control that Rafaela, who is this supposed presumed dead heiress to one of the the Brazilian, the Rio families, Crime has families. been, like, orchestrating this whole, like, comeback from the dead or whatever. And so yes. they had sent down Layla, who was Shashi's first in command in the first season. They yes. sent her down the, I guess, Ms. Nowhere's group sends her down. But then she went MIA, and we later find out we think that she's bad but in fact we find out that she is just under mind control. mind control and then later in the season miss nowhere looks bad too but it's like oh no she's very clearly like the the show wants you to think oh my can you believe that she turned it's like well no like it's, it's just mind control.
1: established there's mind control yeah. and, and layla was mind controlled i really enjoyed the the Lettiness, and i think we might get the answer of who our letty is in this season it has to be layla because she was working with the law and got into Deep, kind of, right, which is, like, the premise of Brian getting Letty to go and work undercover, and that's why Letty gets, you know, shot and memoried, so I was like, oh, that plays really interesting into our lap and our talk and everything like that so
0: and there's also in terms of our lap and our themes like there's a lot of amnesia and there's a lot of of forgetting and there's a lot of everything in that regard i also think that the what echo does because you you were saying that Layla is letty right is that what you said
1: yes Layla. the plot behind Layla going down going too deep and stuff like that mirrors brian sending letty to work for what braga i guess
0: there's a little bit of kind of lady a little bit in Echo who is the the girl on the on tony's team because she's training and she's being capable and she is leading the charge although what i liked about her this is the one reference that nico keba won't get yet is that they call her little nowhere and she's like don't call me little nowhere and i was like that's such a little nobody thing to say but she's behaving like miss nowhere yeah
1: i was thinking of echo as either little nobody or as like the elena to miss nowhere's uh, Hobbs. Yeah, that's fair. She's tagging along, but like, there's you know, like a sensei type relationship, teacher teacher student relationship going on there.
0: The one thing that I was really my big regret, and I'm like, and I know that. Uh, hopefully Nico and Kevlar are not listening to this. I know that Elena is dead now, like, so we can't have her back. But like, I feel like it's such a missed opportunity to go back to a place that we've already been. And the only reference to the fact that we were already there was that we use, they go to the hideout once, or they, that's what they use, right? They're like, oh, this is Dom's yes. hideout. That's so That's so cool. I was trying to think like, there's not a ton of characters that we like, would know. I don't know why you go back to a place and then introduce nothing that we already know.
1: Besides the favelas, but that's like It's just part of Rio. Yeah, it's part. Yeah, it feels more Rio than Fast and the Furious, right? Like, and we also don't get a Dom in this season. We just we get don't
0: get reference. any character we know. Yeah, it's all it's all the uh, the new characters from the show. Like, there's no we which were is talking good about, and like, bad. Yeah, like so. I think there's there's two ways that a show like this could go in its second season. Either yes. number one, double down on the newness. Or you could, like, return to, like, what existed before. Bring in Letty, bring in Tej, bring in whoever, right? They choose the former, and they just decide to go 100% new stuff, which is cool. But, like, I still don't understand why, if you're not going to bring in new characters, why you don't go to a new location.
1: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. You know, when we were talking to Andy, we're like, you know, why do you go? Why did you go to these places? And he's like, well, we wanted these things. And also, we wanted to go somewhere that wasn't where we've been, right? Yep. And so it was an interesting choice that they, yeah, you're right, that they went back to Rio.
0: Like it almost feels, and again, this might be what we were talking about uh, in the intro to the last episode, but about the delay on animation or whatever. Like maybe they didn't know if they were going to get renewed or who knows what. Maybe they didn't, maybe they had a plan, like a two season plan in mind. But it feels like this is something that we talked about on the Tokyo Drift episode with Nico and Kevo because it feels like they kind of show different sides of Brazil and Brazilian culture in a way that yeah. Fast Five did not. And I was thinking, about Because they come down here and they're showing the Amazon and they're showing like the rainforest and they're showing all this like lush landscape en route to Rio, which I don't think we saw in Fast Five. No. And then we get to Rio and there's like capoeira and there's like this street mm-hmm. art and there's the food and there's the cuisine, there's the culture. And it feels like we're what we're actually more so in Rio than we were in Fast Five. Like and I, I was You're thinking right. more about that and about how like... We go all over the world, but it's less about the place and it's more just like, hey, the family's in Rio. Hey, the family's in New York. Hey, the family's in London. Like we don't get a sense of that. And I feel I wonder if the show was like there was a missed opportunity to highlight this culture, and we want to do it, but it just feels like there's an opportunity to go more, and they don't i don't know
1: in the show or in the movies
0: well i'm saying like i think the show could have done more to remix in a way the fact that the movie was already there but i think that the show in terms of the culture does a really good job a much better job than the movies do yep in terms of showing what's there i just feel like it's good in certain elements and bad in other ways
1: yeah it kind of like shined a light on that you're 100 right that we talk about like where has the family been but for the most part like if they're in london they're in a hideout if they're in yep. rio they're in a flavellas in the hideout and like yeah you don't get the cultural elements of it except maybe tokyo drift i think they show a little bit more of japan
0: but then going back to the conversation with nico and kevo they Mm -hmm. said like that's not the real culture or whatever
1: right yep 100 percent agreed yeah
0: and i wonder if they got that feedback like i wonder if they had heard from other people like what nico and kevo said like this this wasn't this wasn't good like this isn't what it should have been or whatever right i don't know yeah and they were like oh like let's just not even try then if people aren't going to be happy with it let's not even try fair yeah But overall, did you like this season? Did you not like the season? How did you compare it to season one?
1: I don't know. It was it was kind of a mixed bag for me. There was things that I definitely really enjoyed, and things that I was like, "Why are they doing this?" Like, you know, we just talked about like them going to Rio and stuff, and there was like nice touches of them paying homage to the franchise. Mm -hmm. But I got kind of like lost in the. I get that it's a kids' show, right? So like the plot has to kind of revolve around that. But it's like, okay, mind control to take over the world but how and why, you know, you have this suspension of belief. You have to be like, this is for kids. And like, obviously, like even in the family, they're always like, you know, trying to stop the takeover of the world. So it's not like that far fetched. But there was just like just some missing pieces for me that I was like, could you link this up a little bit better for me? But overall, I enjoyed it. I feel like the the lack of the elements that Nico and Kevo brought up that they found so enjoyable in the first season made it interesting here too. Because I was like, "Oh man!" Like I thought, I thought Yuka was going to play even a bigger role than it does.
0: Well, it in- does. It's just like it's underplayed in a way, right? Like yeah, the, the Yoka, the energy drink Yoka, plus plus thirty percent monkey pee is the antidote, right? And so yes. to the mind control, and so Frosty figures that out. But like, I, it does feel like what was a a, a shining or like a a, a hallmark element. Mm-hmm. A key item to the the first season is just like, oh, yeah, it's important here, but we're not going to really actually focus on it. We're not gonna actually going to talk about it too much.
1: I was ready the whole time for, like, another good, like, yoga, fun time, dance, flash, you know, like, Japanese kind of influenced... Yep. mini mini part, and it and it didn't come. So I was like, oh, man, like, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: I did like, and I don't know if I said this before, because I meant to say it before when we were talking about, when you were mentioning that, missing that element of it, but I liked the flashback. Like, when we're learning Raphaela's art, like it's said, when we're learning Raphaela's backstory, it's a different kind of art style, and I don't know how to describe it, but I think it's a very cool, very unique and special, different visually different and visually striking art style mm-hmm. to show off we're like we're in the past now yes we get that like so maybe, maybe that's twice? the kind of stand-in maybe that's yeah. the stand-in for it because i think with animation i think this is something we talked about with nico and Kebo is that like with animation there's a real opportunity to like go crazy and do things you otherwise couldn't do live action and they do that with like stunts and stuff they speeding torpedo jump onto a moving airplane in water which is crazy yes And there's also in the first episode, I think, where they like harpoon gun a car onto a helicopter. And it's stuff that like isn't crazy out of line or unexpected in the world, but like much easier to accomplish in animation than it would ever be in real life. And I think that's cool. And I also think the different way to tell the story with the art styles is cool, but I feel like it's almost too grounded in reality a lot of the time.
1: There was some cool things that I saw this season that I did like and something that we really don't get in the Fast and the Furious that I want them to bring in and it's probably personal bias involved. Okay. You know, we were we were kind of porting the characters and we always talk about like what roles the family have and we cuz we get that, you know, famous scene in 5 where we like need a chameleon and a, the, you know all these things. In this one it was really cool because Frosty is their hacker, but we see that Frosty's also their scientist and we yep. don't have a scientist in The Fast and the Furious, and I was like, that is really cool, and I have vested interest in this. Mm -hmm. But I would really love for them to include a scientist as part of the team, and I think that would... Like, because Cypher is a hacker.
0: Everybody's a hacker now, yeah.
1: Everybody's a hacker, everybody's a driver, everybody's brawn, but, like, you don't have a real intelligence component. There's not somebody that's there that is, like, just... The smart one.
0: Everybody's the tough guy. Everybody's the funny guy, kind of. Everybody's the car guy. Everybody's the action guy and the muscle guy. I guess. I guess it would be Hobbs, but Hobbs also just seems kind of well rounded, right? Like he doesn't seem like yeah he's the all around. He's Captain America. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's the Swiss Army knife one. That's like he can he can fight, but he can also drive. And and we've been talking about how everybody's becoming the hacker. So why yep. couldn't you have Ramsey be like the smartest one, as opposed to being like another hacker with Tej? And like, why can't she be like a scientist? Yeah. So th- this, is th- so this is something that I really liked about the show, and I was like, oh, this is cool. And why did the fucking franchise never do this? <laughs> like. I don't get it. Like, what? It's not like it's a hard or, like, weird logical jump, but when it's, when I saw it play out in front of me, I was like, yeah, what the fuck is this in, like, the main franchise? I'd never seen this before.
0: One thing, it's a very little thing, but one thing we had never seen before, which I, uh, was very happy that we finally got there because we were talking last lap in particular. We're like, did we ever get here in the Fast and Furious? And we were like, we think so, but we can't remember when. And I think we ultimately decided the answer's probably no. Is there, do you remember early on, it's in the first episode, a location? They finally go to a place in, this show. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: No, I don't. What are you talking about?
0: The Los Angeles River. They're driving through the, the riverbank. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah, I noticed it. And it was the thing that we said that we're like, we feel like every Fast and the Furious drives through the aqueducts at some point, And it's not. It's like gone in 60 seconds. And it's
0: every other car movie. Yeah,
1: every other car movie goes through the LA aqueducts. Yep, you're right. I didn't even connect it, but yep.
0: And they finally do it here, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Finally, finally, finally.
1: It's a great set piece. It's awesome and, like, super iconic. So it's cool that they went there. Yep, that's awesome.
0: Like, the show does things. Like, we talk about mind control, which is new. There's also invisibility cloak. Like, there's more science here. And I think that's just because, again, goes to your point, like, why don't we have a science guy? But, like, I feel like they're opening the world into new possibilities through science,
1: right? But even in Hobbes and Shaw like we have a deadly virus and you know what maybe that's the scientist. I wasn't really Well there is about a, there that. is
0: the scientist in that, right? Like the the not the maybe the Russian guy or whatever like that one guy yeah. that they like. But it feels like that guy's not coming back. He he may even he might even be dead.
1: And like you can't make one of Hobbs's brothers the scientist. Like even though he was like the machinist, right? Like he built the machine, not did the science. I'm sorry, I'm so hung up on the scientist thing. I'm trying to like place it in like see if they did it or how they could do it so so they've talked about a virus before this is mind control with a chemical compound so it's kind of close i was very disappointed when i when i started the show i was playing episode one the netflix you know title came up right we, we joined tony and his crew to take on pizza rave mm-hmm. and i was like first of all that's an excellent villain name for a kid's <laughs> show like pizza rave is just incredible huge fan we don't actually encounter Pizza Rave. Nope. Like, it's just that first episode. As I was watching, I was, like, hung up on that description. Am I missing something? Like, is Rafaella going to be Pizza Rave at some point? But no, we just needed a vehicle to get us to Rio.
0: There's also things, like, in the first season, I think, or, remember, I don't I don't want to say the first season, like, the first episode of the first season, and then he's back here in the second, the first episode of the second season, but there's that guy, Mitch, who's like the bully, who's just mean to yes. Tony. Yes. He shows up here and again and then just disappears. Like,
1: and he has a key car. Where did this key car? Like, and they, and I was like, does Mitch have a key car? But I'm like, okay, you know, this is animation. It could be any type of whatever. You're talking about a key type. car from
0: the first season.
1: Yes. They specifically say, like, Mitch has a key car, or, like, the, somebody steals Mitch's key car. And I'm like, didn't they all kind of, like, fall into the desert? Like, it, wasn't that the whole point of the, you needed them to unlock the mask? So Mitch just got to keep his car afterwards?
0: I guess so. I mean, you know, Mitch is Mitch. Mitch's gonna Mitch, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: Mitch's gonna Mitch, man. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's, it's just, they don't really care to explain. I mean, you can't ask for much here. I was just confused a little bit, but yeah, Mitch is back, and he has a key car now. Eating tacos still, but he's back.
0: Yeah. I also, I mean, that, that was another thing that, like, they have the acai bowls, which there's another joke that, like, reminded me about the it's not that's not a plane that's a planet joke so they're in rio they're eating street food or whatever right but they find this guy who's doing who's selling acai bowls the monkeys so they adopt cisco adopts a monkey that he mind controls a monkey into being his friend but then the mind control wears off and the monkey just sticks around so there's a monkey the entire season which is pretty cool whatever yeah i like but the monkey when they get there the monkey is eating like this entire like street vendors like all of his supply of everything right the guy is like I, i'm so sorry i owe you so much money like what can i do what can i do the guy says why don't you just buy an acai bowl and we'll call it even he's like okay cool so he buys an acai bowl and he's like what did you call this an acai bowl like it's he mispronounces it in a way that you're looking at the word but he didn't he didn't know what the word looked like he just heard the word said <laughs> does yeah. that make sense he's like yeah he's like i forget i for-. he's like what did you call it? like an s as- an SAE but like he's visualizing the word but if you've never seen that if you don't know what an acai bowl is yes you're not gonna know how it's spelled so you're not gonna know to mispronounce it you might say it wrong but he says it wrong in a way like he's reading it and i was <laughs> yes. like this is a very weird particular nitpick but I was just like, this is weird. It's weird.
1: It, yeah, it is. Because, you know, we get Sean doing this with like Sean's goofy accent and he's in Japan in Tokyo Drift. And he's like, what'd you say? You know, but like he just has a goofy accent and is mispronouncing it again. Right. Like he like, can't make the vocalization sounds. But yep. yeah, you're right.
0: Uwabaki. Exactly. What direct references to the Fastiverse did you catch? There's obviously the the safe house that they go to. Yes. Which is cool. The first
1: first episode, we we drop out of a plane. Cars don't fly. Yep. Cars don't fly.
0: There's a lot of Tokyo drifting.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that it's very reminiscent of the mountain slalom scenes in Tokyo drift a lot in this. Like through the favelas, they do a lot of like street drifting up and down the hills of the favelas. Do we have a train in this one at some point, or is that just the... There is a train in the first
0: episode that they jump in front of when, like, they, they open it in an action sequence, and they're like, oh, he got away, but, like, it was part of the plan for him to get away, but the guy jumps in front of a moving train to escape. So they there is a train jump in this as well, yeah.
1: Okay, that makes sense.
0: And there's also, in terms of, like, large vehicles, there is, like, their mobile HQ, which I think they call the Holler. Which, the hauler. yes. Which reminds me of the, like, HQ truck in Seven. That okay. Driving around. 100%.
1: Yep. That's what I was thinking. Kind of like the bus that Ramsey gets kidnapped on, too. That's the same thing. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you have any other ones? I'm I'm like looking through my notes and I'm getting jumbled in other places.
0: So there's like shock gloves, which I think are like this that's the Mission Impossible climbing the building gloves. That's what he uses to, like, what Tony wears when he's going around. That's pretty cool. It's not a fast connection, but it's an action movie connection. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, new tech of a kind. I might have missed this, but they talk about all these different gums that do all these different things does the gum come back into play nope they spend like two minutes like literally two minutes maybe maybe 90 seconds like maybe a little bit under two minutes they spend a lot of time being like this gum does this this gum does this this gum does this this gum never loses its flavor uh cisco's like they've always had that they just you know big gum didn't want you to know about it or whatever which is a funny joke but they spend so much time talking about what these gums do and they're like setting everything up like it's kind of like at the beginning of a bond movie where they're like here's all the gadgets you're gonna see this movie you don't know when but you're gonna get them all they spend so much goddamn time talking about this gum that that never comes back into play and i'm like what like after the fact i was like wait why where where'd that where'd, where'd the gum go
1: yeah yeah as much as this moves really fast paced there was one that was like so jarring to me Oh, that's another fast connection. You have to kidnap a truck when Layla's, you know, running the the mind control potion. Yep. And you like they like break in and do the like truck heist from yes. her. Yep. And I was like, oh, this is like dead on. You know, like she's driving a truck and everything. So when they do this, they come down. They you know kick her out of the truck. The thing wears off. The truck drives into the ocean, explodes. The next episode is the same last three minutes of the last episode but just from a different camera angle yeah
0: yeah which not even camera angle because it's drawn it's just like a different look at the same scene i watched this thing in three sittings and okay. that was the first part how do i say Like that was the first episode in the second sitting and so i was like wait did i did, am i am i the right episode because like it's not just a quick like oh you know let's catch you up or whatever it's Couple minutes,
1: three minutes, yeah, three minutes of the same, the exact same scene. I was like, when because we were talking with Nico and Kevo, this is what I was thinking about it. Like, you know, we talked about how we don't want more episodes because then they would cause like stretching right yep. and you'd be like grasping for things and I was like this is very fucking bizarre that they just wasted three minutes redo like did you not have three minutes to put in and then you have like the two minutes of the gum so you're like where are you guys going with this I don't know I'm glad that you found it as weird as I did
0: like I don't mind as much even though it's a trope that I hate in movies I don't mind as much when they have like Echo fighting Ms. Nowhere to start an episode because you're like how where's this gonna happen even though like it shows up 15 minutes later because these are only 22 minute episodes I don't mind that as much because like it at least it makes sense kind of narratively
1: there was yeah there was definitely some weird things in this one for sure one thing that we did like um because rachel was watching you know the tail end of it with me this morning gary has a as a more expanded role this season right which i love gary's my favorite yep and he is just like so positive and supportive the whole time that's another thing we don't get in the main franchise we don't have just like the like the sunshine character not even like hey we can overcome this gary's just like you did a good job bud (laughs) like yeah. Keep it up. Like, wow, I can't believe you figured that out. You're really smart. And I was like, damn, like I want Gary in my house to just be like, "Good job. Like, you cleaned that good." And you're like creating thanks, your own man.
0: telenovelas with him, just like while watching security camera, just voicing things like as they're carrying the couch back in. Yeah, exactly
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, I wanted somebody that's, like, that much fun and supportive.
0: Yeah. There was a uh, My Cousin Vinny reference, sort of, not really reference, but um, they get stuck in the quicksand. They were like, we're stuck in the mud. And I was like, anybody stuck in the mud in Alabama knows you spin on, you know, you <laughs> pressing the gas, one tire spins, the other tire does nothing. I'm like, yeah,
1: okay. And I'm glad you brought that up. That's excellent. And I didn't get the My, My Cousin Vinny reference. How do we not see more quicksand in Fast and the Furious? I think quicksand is severely... Yeah, just ge- it's just severely underutilized. It's it's kind of thing where, like, if you use it once, like, can you really use it again? I don't know. Did I tell you this, like, side tangent story about when I watched, like, I think it was, like, a Vice special or something on quicksand. Did I tell you about this?
0: I don't know. I don't think so.
1: Obviously, you know, Rule 34, if you can imagine it, there's porn of it. Oh,
0: I think so now, yes.
1: And, like, all these people have this, like, quicksand fetish? Yeah, I think you
0: talked about it on here before.
1: Because, like, when I saw quicksand, like, now, every time I think of quicksand, I think of, like, quicksand porn. And they're just, like, there's a whole world that I'm unaware of. And, like, maybe this is for the quicksand fetish. Like, is Spy Racers quicksand? the hentai of quicksand porn. <laughs>
0: Maybe, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know. That, th- that's just the thought process I was having when I was watching this part of it. I was just like, what the fuck? Okay.
0: At one point when they're in the safe house, they're trying to figure, they're trying to, you know, figure out what vehicle people should use or whatever and Tony's like, "I can ride a bike. I'm a Toyota. We have a, you know, I think he said something like we have a history with bikes." And it's like, "No, no, you
1: know." He says, "I can drive everything."
0: But Dom has never I don't think he even come close. Like, I cannot even picture Dominic Toretto on a motorcycle.
1: It'd have to be like a really big Harley, right? It wouldn't yes. be like, like American Muscle. It couldn't be like, you know, Johnny Tran on a Kroc Like a Kawasaki
0: or something. or something, yeah. Yeah.
1: And we see Hattie on her motorcycle. She has yep. one. Yep. And Brixton has Giselle. one. Giselle.
0: So there's a, they're in a safe house, right, in Brazil, in Rio, where Giselle has shown up with a motorcycle, and, like, they don't even reference her. There's a bike in Dom's safe house... And we know that Giselle and Han drove motorcycles. Yes, and we're not going to mention either of their names. That's okay, sure.
1: Yeah, but I th- I think that's a creative choice, like we were talking about earlier. That that that's like they're like look, like we're gonna stick to Spy Racers now. We did the like Dom appearance once. But it, feels, it does feel like a missed opportunity. Like, oh, isn't this Han's bike? And you'd be like, yeah, it's Han's bike. And like that's yeah. it. That's all you needed to do, right?
0: I guess it's like, how would they know Han? But also, they could just know Han. Like, It doesn't have to be like a... I don't know.
1: If, if Dom's your cousin, and he's constantly having family barbecues, where Han and Giselle were at his house, yep. it's not far-fetched to imagine that they would have like met them in passing, right? True. One thing I really liked, they talk about the discovery of their family, right? Mm-hmm. The establishment of, like, who who knows who, and it's kind of reminiscent of when Brian is asking Mia, like, how did the gang get together? I'm not, <laughs> hey, fellow non-cops, how did yeah. this gang get together? <laughs> Tony has ri- had written a poem in school for an assignment, and his poem was about his love of engines. Yep. And that's how they all fell in love together and it was like this And they
0: he rhymed carburetor with smell you later or see later or something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I was like, Oh, that's really cute and this this was like one of the highlights of the show for me. The establishment of the family, how it came to be, and it's also this goofy kids in school fun time thing. So I was like, Oh, that was well thought out. I enjoyed it
0: yeah another avenue that i guess they decided to try to go down in this in this thing is they bring in like a brazilian sorcery flower which i guess leads yeah. to the mind control but it's just like oh they, like we were talking about how i think nico made a joke about how like oh like letty can just come back and be like oh yeah i can control people i can i can read people's minds now or whatever right but
1: like they almost are just like oh yeah we, like we have black magic now like
0: what are you gonna do about it it's like <laughs> wait
1: what like, since, since when what they kind of lean into the sciencey side of it a little bit so that's like that's good it makes the jump. It's not as far fetched to me. We have Frosty, who spends some time learning Capoeira, and it doesn't really ever I like this was like kind of the gum situation where I think Frosty's gonna come back and like have to capoeira someone like ponytail ponytail at the end of an episode somewhere. And nope.
0: No, I think I think it's just there to like be a joke, like he's like, Oh, I'm so good at Capoeira, and then like he actually sees the actual like fighting side of it, he's just like, Oh, I'm I'm not actually good at I thought I was, but it's a different thing, right? So
1: Yeah. But I was hoping we'd get more crossover, like Frosty would become more... We see the family always expand, and we talk about how everybody can hack, everybody can drive, everybody can do everything. Yep. And I was thinking that that's what we were leading to, but they still kind of kept them compartmentalized. Like I was thinking like Frosty was gonna be like, Oh, cool, like I can fight now.
0: Well it does feel like Frosty is the only one who's like doing anything this season. Like I don't know like Tony doesn't do anything. Tony takes a real firm back seat. Actually, I know, I will take that back. Tony does very little, Echo and Frosty do everything, Cisco just has a monkey.
1: Yes. That's his char- That's his role this season. Yes. And
0: Layla kind of has a decent amount to do, but she was there first. But like, it's amazing to me, on retrospect, in retrospect, how little Tony, the star of the show, mm-hmm. does.
1: They say like, we don't need you right now, Tony, because we don't need somebody to drive real fast into a stupid situation. I was like, damn, that's a really good way to put it. But yeah, you're right. They just like they totally like. Shelf him. They don't even try to hide it. It's not like his character like like had to go away or like he was on a side mission or something. He's just like, nope, he's there. But they just shelf him. It, yeah, it's, it's very it's interesting. Weird. It's weird, man. There's yeah, not a there's, bad thing. It's just a strange decision. There's a lot of weird decisions in this one. It's great. It, like it's not bad. It's still enjoyable. It's just like, why? I want to sit down. Like I want to go through the the brain trust of like when this was being developed, right? And yeah. Just be like, what? What were the backbones of the? Like, what, what made you make these decisions? Were there decisions, and why did you choose these ones?
0: I think what's interesting about the the the, the grander, the wider scale, the the way to think about it in a more broad way is that we were saying. At the end of the first season, it feels like this could just be it. Like, there might not have to be a second season. But at the end of this season, they literally say, we did Rio, what's next? It's like, okay, like, we're gonna, we're gonna go on. Where the first season was like, this could just be a self-contained thing. Now we're like, okay, this is the same crew, the same family, whatever. Now they're just gonna be, they're gonna go on mission to mission around the world or whatever, right? So
1: Mm -hmm. One of my favorite parts, like, you know, thematic big parts of this season, they're, tasks and the growth that we get from Echo, right? Like, they're setting her up to become Little Nowhere. Yep. And Mm -hmm. that she can eventually become the, like, the brain trust in this crew. Like, that she's going to be the one that's, like, in charge, kind of. This season
0: is all about her as, like, breakout character, kind of.
1: Yes. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. This was an interesting choice that I enjoyed and didn't have too much question about. And I was like, that's something that I didn't expect, and I was, I found this great. The other parts of it, I'm like, what? Why did you make these choices?
0: I wrote down a note at the end of the fourth episode where I was like, how do they not realize? Like, we're halfway through the season. I'm like, how do they not know this is mind control yet? Because, like, from afar it seems so obvious, and maybe, like, if you're in in the minds of the characters or whatever up close like it's not as obvious but it's like oh no this is this is pretty firmly mind control like it seems pretty obvious that this is mind control and then like a minute later they're like i think oh Leiva comes too and she's like guys they have mind control it's like yeah of course like how, did, like, how is this a reveal to anyone <laughs> yeah i don't know going to the conversation we had last episode with Nico and kevo maybe i don't know who the target audience is or whatever right but like mm-hmm. feels like maybe kids don't don't know what's going on. They have to like spell it out, but it just seems so obvious. Like, oh yeah, no, like there's, and maybe I don't know because again they once again doubled down on the like. Can you believe that Ms. Nowhere is evil? And it's like, well, she she's not. It's mind not control. Like, <laughs> so I yeah. guess either the show is playing to children or someone. I don't know, but it's like yeah, I don't know.
1: They're getting to the end raffaella is trying to steal the spy plane because that's what she's going to use to yep. take mind control all over the planet the uh, acai bowl guy i think that's him right with the kid isn't that? Uh, the acai yes bowl?
0: because he the kid rats them out like you take a picture because there's like this tattoo that has like the formula for the mind control mm-hmm. and the kid rats them out and then they save the grandpa and okay, so, so then like they're, they're on the side yeah i think
1: so and they're like okay we need to like you know get into the water to stop her from stealing the spy plane yep and he's like here's the detonator to like and they're under mine control so he's like i'm i'm gonna blow up the dock so you guys can't get to her and the detonator looks like a jewel like it literally lo- i was like did you guys actively choose to make this look like do you know what i'm talking about there's a
0: lot of things that like just like look like brooches and stuff
1: no not a jewel like um like oh like a
0: oh yes yes i know exactly what you're talking about no it's like i thought i thought it looked like a stick of gum too
1: yeah yeah because i thought it's like oh
0: the gums come like wait that that can't be the gum coming back
1: yeah like why is the gum the detonator no but it to me it looked like a jewel and i was like we grew up in a world where joe camel existed and then like the total ban on smoking and everything right like that this just like didn't exist anymore. Why would you make the detonator look just like a jewel pod? Like a jewel. Like an e yeah. I, I have no idea. It's It was very, very weird. I was like, I can't get over it. Like, my brain's like it's they, just like tossing this jewel back and forth, and I'm like, is that supposed to be cool? Do they know what they're doing? Did it just happen to look like one to me?
0: It is weird. I I, I don't have that association, because just like, you know. I thought it was, like, I, I did notice that it looked weird, and I thought it was the gum coming back. Like, I was just like, there's something weird about the design of whatever this is supposed to be.
1: And there's also, like, the this giant, you know, now teen crisis where they were, like, all vaping jewels, right? So, like, and if that's the target demographic, like, wouldn't you want to not? It kind of creeped me out because I was like, you know, there's all these, like, schools now that are like, we can't let these in our classrooms and things, and it's a very interesting choice, for sure. A thing that I did like, and I was hoping that this becomes more prevalent, and I didn't really catch it last season, is I hope that the Yoka chain becomes, like, the sisterhood of the traveling chain. Ooh! And is like, the Dom's chain kind of thing. Because we see it be, like, a laser last season, right? When Frosty uses it to, like, cut handcuffs, yep. right? We see Rafaela steal it this season, and I thought it's that it was a, it's gonna... it
0: got the tracking chip in it, right? Yeah,
1: and I thought mm-hmm. that it was gonna be something cool besides a tracking chip, like, Frosty was gonna, like, turn it on and shock her with it. But no, but, but we do see the movement of the chain, and that's the focus that... I was like, "Oh, this is interesting. We might have to use the chain for something else and it passes along and who has it at what times." And Tony yeah. brings it back too, which is important. Yes. Hopefully that's what that that's what this is becoming.
0: And I'm gonna, I'm going to res- I'm going to hold cuz I don't know how to say what I want to say and I want to talk to Nico and Kevo about this. But I think with regards to Rafaela, I think there's a very interesting design choice. Like she is in common parlance uh, a thick lady now. Like she is very She's thick drawn to be curvy and feminine and... She looks like Cardi B, right? Like, I want to know about their take, because, like, we were talking, they were talking, Nico specifically, talking a lot about the characters in the first season, and, like, genital bulges and, like, globe asses and everything, and, like, she is sexualized in a way that the rest of the show... Is not, and I wonder if that's just body positivity, or if there's a deeper thing there. And I'm just, I'm curious to see what they think. Yeah, they pointed out she's like too form fitting, or just the right amount of form fitting. It's like oh, like because everybody else kind of looks like just like thin like cartoon person, right? Like all the extras and like all the new Brazilian people, and then she is like literally hourglassy. It's just like oh, like it's a design choice, and they're accentuating. They're all in like one piece body suits, and I'm like Mm -hmm. okay, so we'll find out. We'll find out. Hopefully, yeah. There was another fast action when they mind controlled Tony to prove that it is mind control. Uh, he picks up a wrench and is about to smash, but he doesn't smash because they have him like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't do that. But there was a time in five, I think, right, mm-hmm. where Dom's about to smash Hobbs and then just smashes the cement next to him. But again, another Toretto with a wrench. I think there was a wrench in the first season, too.
1: Yeah, that is cool.
0: Oh, and also Raffaella takes credit for the catchphrase ride or die. She's like, my catchphrases <laughs> are so good. It's like, girl. I know it's a joke in the show, but, like, let's back off a little bit.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Something that we don't get in the Fast and the Furious that I think that they... And now I've seen it twice, right? We've seen it in the game, and we've seen it here. I feel like every car in Spy Racers has a rocket engine, because they all need it to, like, jump or boost. And, like, we saw it in the first season that he needed to, like, save his rockets. And this season, we see the hauler has it, and their cars have... Everybody has rocket engines. And then we see in the game that we had to, like, take down the rocket engine and stop the rocket. And I'm wondering, because Tej has a big mouth, because Ludacris has a big mouth, and they're going to space, if we're seeing all this rocket interest, because there will be a rocket in 9. When they were running these ideas by the creative teams, because, as we know from Andy, like, he was like, oh yes, we did know parts of the story and things. Is this why we keep seeing rockets? Because we're seeing rockets everywhere, but not in front of us. We can't see the space the space shuttle for the rockets right now, right? Like, yep. it's just, it's all around us, but not ahead. I'm curious if that's, like, a like a hint somehow.
0: I think it's interesting, and I wonder if it's just trying to be its own thing, but with regards to the thrusters, like, it's not Nas. It's a different, like, it's the same effect, but yeah. it's different. And it feels like they have firmly, like, for a show that literally exists in the universe where Nas is, like, the be-all, end-all of Speed, for them to be like, we gotta use the thrusters, it's like, oh, like, you could just say Nas, like, we would get it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying.
0: Echo jumps into a waterfall to escape from, I think, cops, a la Dom and Brian. Ah, uh-huh. maybe not yeah, cops. Yeah, yeah. But maybe this Ms. Nowhere and Raphael's crew.
1: Yeah, true. We've seen planes in Fast and the Furious. We've seen cars jumping out of planes in Fast and the Furious. We've seen cars jumping out of planes in Spy Racers. One thing that we haven't seen yet, and we've seen it twice in Spy Racers now, is jumping onto a moving plane.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Because in 6, we get like, it's on the runway and you kind of drive up into it. In last season, just because we rewatched it, you know, misses Nowhere jumps, chipmunk suits, Onto a plane. In the end, the final, the final showdown in this one, we get them jumping onto the plane with the you know torpedo boat. So I'm like, hmm. I wonder if we could get a real live action jump onto a plane.
0: Possible. I would like to see it. I'd like to see them
1: try. Because we don't like get that very often. So. And on
0: the topic of large scale vehicles, there is. I think it's in the seventh episode, there's a tank, but, like, these guys, like, blow through the tank, so I'm like, oh, they're, like, one up on our family, who, like, the tank scared the shit out of Roman and everybody in six, right? Yeah. But, like, here in the tank, they just literally ran through the tank, so
1: pretty cool. Just straight through. Just yep. literally blasted it. The hauler seems pretty badass. I wonder if, if they're going to get a real hauler in the actual franchise.
0: I was also confused, not confused, but, like, in Justified, in the show Justified, uh, there's a place called the hauler which is, like, this moonshine layer, essentially, like, in Season 2. But is it like
1: the... H-O-L-L-E-R, not H-A-U-L-E-R?
0: Oh! Are they calling it the hauler H-A-U-L-E-R?
1: Yes. Like, okay. it hauls the things. That's what I'm assuming, at least.
0: I, I guess I was thinking it was, like, a nickname. That makes way more sense.
1: Did it just click in your brain for you? I
0: didn't even think about it, yeah, I didn't think about it until you just said it, but yeah. Maybe a little dumb on my part, but yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because, like, no, I, I heard okay. holler, because they're not saying, like, the way that I'm hearing it, it's not hauler. They're saying a holler, which again just could be how they pronounce it or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I was thinking, like, I it just it made, it made the association in my mind with Justified, and then like, that's the only thing I could think of.
1: It happens. I, I do it all the time.
0: At the end of the seventh episode, there were eight episodes. At the end of the seventh episode, Rafaela succeeds like they she mind controls the entire city of rio uses the the word snuff which everybody knows apparently to it means to kill like i know snuff films snuff, or whatever, but like yeah it's a very strangely like kind of loaded word that she uses to like have everybody murder our
1: family right i kept saying this to rachel as i'm watching it i'm like does she keep saying snuff them because she's she's being a cartoon in a kid's show she can't be like go kill them she just uses snuff.
0: But it feels almost like more sinister in a way. It like, gets weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like, g- completely put them out. Like, you know, you think of, like, snuffing a candle, like, yeah, just squish
0: them. So then the eighth episode begins, and it's kind of, like, zombie-esque, where they're all surrounding the hauler. But then, at the end, the way that they combat it while they're waiting on the antidote is that they use, like, a music video from Raffaella to, like, have her and tell everybody just to dance. or something. like, this is, okay.
1: This, <laughs> is I had the exact same thoughts. It was very zombie-esque of them being in the hauler and the, and the people rocking it, right? Like, this is like Walking Dead or any zombie movie. We see this all the time, right? Yep. I really enjoyed the use of her music video telling them to dance as the solution because it felt so genuine for children. Like, it wasn't this grandiose idea that saves them in the end, right? It's that you just tell everybody to dance and be happy and everybody starts dancing and be happy and then you win. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's, It's like so wholesome and gentle that I was like, I really enjoyed that part of it.
0: The standby while they wait for
1: it is just like, hey, everybody just have a good time. Like we're in Rio, just have a good time. Dance, listen to some music. There's a lot of dubstep in this season, apparently. So... Yeah. yeah.
0: Is there anything else of note? Any other notes? Knowing that we're going to talk about this again with Nico and Kevo in just a couple days, but uh, anything else that you want to talk about now before we come back and talk about it then?
1: No, I think that's that's pretty much it. That's I think that's all. I, th- I covered everything that I was that I was noting and taking note of when we were watching it. So
0: overall, do you did you like this more or less than the first season? It's
1: tough. I don't know. It's different, right? It's it's much different. I. I like this in the idea that I like the direction that it could be leading to. In, in what, what I'm in what
0: way? Like I know what you mean, but like in 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 what way in particular?
1: That they made the creative choice that they're gonna establish these characters. These yep. are gonna be the characters. I like the growth of Echo. I like that Frosty was a scientist. I I like these this progression. So I think this could be a nice leading point that now they're like firmly a team of spies. They exist as a team of spies now. Like we've established these things. They have a better place to begin at in three because i think that like we were talking about like one kind of ended like this could have been standalone thing but now like we have the the backbone the foundation of where this can go and that's really interesting to me
0: i think it would have been maybe cooler quote-unquote cooler if they loaded season two up with cameos but i think the kind of short-term frustrations, maybe like, oh, we could have had Letty, we could have had Tash, we could have had whatever, we could have this, we could have had that. I think the fact that they didn't do all that is smart because it sets up for like long-term, more developed character success, sort of.
1: Exactly. 100% with you. And we've talked about this with West before, any new content is good content, right? So that's the best takeaway I have from this is that they're setting it up to have long-term success to give us more of it. And that's the most reassuring part of watching this season.
0: Yeah. Any other closing
1: thoughts? Or are you good? Yeah. If you like the first season, check out this season, any new content is good content. So it gives us something to talk about and something to think about. And I'm really hoping that as you get like Nico's five year projection theory is what's happening here. Yeah. That for sure. we could eventually bring these guys into the live action and, you know, start to do those kind of things. Like, how cool would it be if we're, like, watching Ten and, like, Echo shows up?
0: Or, yeah, like, or in the Letty-Led if that ever happens, right? And then they're just like, oh, we need a little bit of help and that's when Echo comes in because Echo feels like she is... I don't know. And again, I think it just might be because season two just feel like he doesn't have anything to do, but it doesn't feel like Tony is necessarily becoming the lead of the show. Like, it feels like they're, in a way, grooming Echo to be the f- the future face of the franchise in a way.
1: I think so, too. Which is Like, cool. Echo and Frosty. Like, because Tony was just like, you're in. But I, I think them diminishing his role in this one makes it more interesting in the long term, too. It would be really cool to see some version of this universe where, like... Cam and Frosty and Echo all like have to like cross paths and it all converges. I agree.
0: So next week, we are doubling down on this episode, this content, this show, this season. Nico and Kevo coming back to talk about Fast and Furious Spy Racers Rio. Then on Friday, Universal Soldier Day of Reckoning, which is on the docket right now. Joe, have you ever seen this movie or the original Universal Soldier? Nope, neither. So I watched the original Universal Soldier... when when, when did I watch it? Over the summer, I guess, I think it was on our action movie bracket, Universal Soldier has Jean-Claude Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren. That's right. And they, I think okay. they both, they're both in like a battalion in Vietnam, I think. Things break badly. and uh, And then they are both reprogrammed i want to say to be a uh, kind of perfect killing machines i think so this that came out in like the 80s uh, 92 early 90s so then like 20 years later there are a couple sequels but 20 years later there's this movie universal soldier day of reckoning which is all accounts all intents and purposes i have not seen it yet but like one of the greatest action movies of the last like decade or so like just like cool badass wow. whatever so i don't know anything about it but it came it comes up on the memory loss Google searches, and the first one has, you know, memory loss and amnesia and whatever, and so, like, if you want to do a little extra homework, maybe watch the first one, if I you want might, to see yeah. the uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme Dolph Lundgren one. But now that we are officially, again, still more than halfway through this lap, any other thoughts, or are you you good to pack it up and come back next time?
1: I'm good to pack it up and talk, and, and I'm curious to hear what Nico and Kevo have to say about this.
0: Remember Nico, how much Nico loved Ms. Nowhere's save the children moment yeah i wonder if he's going to like because she is she's removed from so much of this to be the bad person right for reasons mm-hmm. like you know mind control or whatever but i wonder if they're going to like this or not
1: I'm, I'm very very curious that's what i'm thinking too well
0: that'll be on tuesday but for all things too fast too forever you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash too fast too forever or at too fast too forever on twitter and instagram email us Family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at Too Fast. Twoforever.com. Shout out to everyone who supports us over there. We've got a, a three or four or five maybe more patron picks this lap. So we still got a lot to go through. I mean, we have a lot more nice. of this lap to go through. But we got yeah, a yeah. lot more patron picks to go through. So not too late if you want to get a pick this lap. Too fast2forever.com support us over there. And that's about it. Come back on Tuesday as we talk about this very show, this very season, one more time. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe 2. And we'll tell you all about it. When we see you again.